this week on the Adventurer's Vault. Prepare to blast off into an exciting universe of science fantasy adventure. Welcome to a galaxy of exciting adventure, deadly alien creatures, and brave heroes. To the best launch pad for a lifetime of pulse-pounding adventure among the stars. The Starfinder Beginner Box is your introduction to the Starfinder role-playing game. With rules designed to help you play out an exciting science fantasy story with your friends with minimal preparation or previous knowledge of a tabletop game. All of the rules you need to play characters are found in the Hero's Handbook, while all the rules needed to set up scenes and present challenges are in the Game Master's Guide. There are many hours of fun to be had with these rules and endless exploration of alien worlds and laser battles to experience. So listen along as the crew from the vault takes you deep into Absalom Station in search of Steel Talon's Lair and get your first taste of Starfinder. Today, we've got a uh, kind of a special episode. We're uh, going to be cracking open the Starfinder beginner box and running through that. Uh, joining me today, we've got Sean. Hey, it's Sean. Hi. we got Jake. Hello. we got Brad. It's your boy, B-dubs. And we got Gavin. Oh, it's me, your boy, Gavin. <laughs> His catchphrase, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. But yeah, we're... Uh, we're Run through the Starfinder beginner box. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty awesome box. Got a lot of, uh, lot of really good quality uh, components, and uh, it's a really cool way, I think, for someone to jump in and uh, you know get their feet wet with Starfinder as a system. So, uh, without further ado, let's let's jump in, set the scene. Uh, so, you all hail from Absalom Station, a huge space platform that is the hub of culture, commerce and government in the solar system known as the Pact World. Life is relatively safe in many districts of Absalom Station, but danger is more common in the hundreds of levels of the spike that extends beneath the station. In particular, the half-explored ghost levels in the depths of the spike, abandoned for hundreds of years or more, are home to monsters of all sorts, from simple criminals to alien creatures that have arrived on the station over the years by unknown means creating a whole ecosystem in the gloom. Lately, however, far greater danger has come to threaten the people of the downside, as locals call the spike. A few weeks ago, valuable junk started vanishing from the recycling yards in the bot scrap neighborhood of the spike. Everything from technological components to scrapped robots has gone missing. Local residents' livelihoods are at stake. But even worse, there are some reports that people have been killed as well. Someone, or something, has made downside their hunting ground. Although no one has seen the killer directly, a long metallic shard was found in one of the bodies prompting the locals to dub the unseen killer Steel Talon. 
Under political pressure to do something about the problem, Absalom Station's leader, Primex Kumara Melacruz, has put out a call for heroes to search out this menace and stop it before it kills more people. She's offered a reward of a thousand credits to the group that defeats this mysterious creature. You have decided to go on a quest to put an end to this mysterious threat. Rumor holds that Steel Talon is living in the nearby ghost levels, which many monsters have used as a den over the years. You've gathered your gear and are now approaching the entrance to this level. You still have a moment, few moments to get to know your fellow adventurers. So the elevator we see is descending and we zoom in to the interior. There are lights flash as each floor passes by. Slowly at first, the uh, high rise levels, taller and luxuriant without cramped ceilings and then quicker flashes of light as one passes these, these more narrow cramped levels. And who do we see in said elevator? Well, um, you see a, uh, a Lashunta, a, a female Lashunta, uh, which is an alien species that um, has kind of greenish skin and um, little, um, oh gosh, antenna uh, that, that wave around. And um, as, uh, as the elevator continues to gather speed, uh, all of the companions here hear a voice in their head uh, as if somebody is speaking to them telepathically, which in fact uh, is what is happening. And uh, this is what they hear. Greetings, associates. My name is Raya. I am pleased to make your acquaintance, and I hope we have many positive interactions. I look forward to finding out the nature of this creature, the Steel Talon. I'm hoping it's an exotic alien that has somehow made its way to the station. Uh, I, I studied exotic aliens at the University of Castroval, and um, I, 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 I'm excited. I'm breathless with anticipation to find out what this creature is. So, one of the panels on the roof of the elevator gets punched in and a figure sticks its head down and he's wearing a, a rebreather mask but pulls it down and dresses everyone inside as like oh I'm not too late and like reaches into his cheek and pulls out a ginormous piece of like metal tech and like hides it on top of the elevator apologies I, I hope I'm not too late and dropping down is a, a rat folk a Yasoki well, it looks like mechanic overalls carrying a flamethrower. And Quig has joined the party. The third figure inside the elevator now is Obozaya, a very, very large vest. Vests are naturally seven to eight feet tall, and the females, such as Obozaya, are on the higher end of that scale. Additionally, Obozaya, hailing from a military background, as evident by the armor and weaponry that she is armed with, is also very well built and is currently standing near the entrance of the elevator, so that way, when the door first opens, the first thing that anything will see is Obozaya. Obozaya now seeing a, a Yosuke, and after being greeted by a very strange message that did not come from an external source, it seems, Obozaya now turns to meet the Lashunta and says, Greetings, Lashunta. I am Obozaya. I am here to bring glory to my motherland and bring fame to my family name. Very well met. I haven't had the opportunity to interact with Vesks very often. Uh, it should be a pleasure getting to know you and your capability. You talk very slow with big words. It requires some degree of effort to make my voice heard amongst people. Slouched in the back corner of the elevator is a human male, one Mr. Morgan Ashby, who seems a bit malnourished, like he's been living through some hard times. Uh, he's got short black hair, it's kind of oily and rugged. 
It's got that good messy look going on with the kind of like a shaved head on the side. Everything about this guy from head to toe is a patchwork of gear on the cheap side. He's making he's making things work. He's also he's got one uh, mech leg that sparks every time he walks. And his other leg doesn't seem to be doing too good either. He uh, has to take out from his medical bag some sort of uh, injection and ram it into his leg on the way down to get it to work properly. And then he has to tinker with the other. Now, my friend, uh, I noticed that your mechanical leg there is uh, not uh, working as well as it should. I, 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 I trained him a mechanic, if you will, an engineer of sorts. I would be happy to take a look at that, considering we are going to be working together. If we had more time, I assure you, it'll work for now. And, like, Quig is, like, itching, like, there's something to fix there and he can't <laughs> get it. And it's like, ugh. And as the, uh, the Muzak plays overhead... You start hearing the squealing and the hissing of the of the brakes clamping onto the elevator. It takes quite a lot of force to stop the elevator, uh, after having traveled from such a such a high height. Uh, as it descends, you you all kind of hope as the door is open that the stuffy, uh, cheap air being piped into the elevator might be fresher on the other side. And as the door is open, you take a breath and find that it is not. You all step out. Uh, what an amazing smell you've discovered. <laughs> now, uh, speaking of character names, though, you may uh, or may not recognize three of these character names. They're iconic characters. However, one uh, one of the players has created their own character using this uh, box set. Uh, and that is uh, that's Jake. Morgan Ashby is, uh, is a character created through the rules provided in the starter box, in the beginner box. That is correct, and I actually learned a lot making my own character in comparison to the the pre-made characters. I am statistically a little underpowered, but I like the flavor that that has allowed me to utilize with Morgan's legs. I am actually at a negative strength modifier, and I I like to paint that flaw narratively throughout the play. I'm still moving at the same movement speed, um, mechanically, systematically. But to give that, ha- to have the ability to go outside of like the three standard array options, it's just I lo- I love that kind of that fluctuation that you can get with the balance and the rolling your own character up. It just makes me think outside of the box. And, you know, hopefully that doesn't um, do anything bad for me on the rolls, but we'll see. Only one way to find out. I'm hoping flavor trumps in the end. That's right. Well, the dice will decide that. Yeah. I imagine some monster thinks you have a delicious flavor. I was going to say. All right. And then it can use <laughs> your leg to pick its teeth whenever you're so. You're probably considered a delicacy down here. Mm. I might be. So, uh, what order do uh, do we find our... Heroes step out of the elevator. Obaziah is very obviously going to leap first, but it's interesting because since Obaziah is so tall and the elevators are really only designed for about a standard height, like Obaziah has to like duck down and like crunch in a little bit to slide. Crab the... walk out of there, kind yeah. of like Zoidberg. 
Yeah, I have to like <laughs> slide out from under underneath there and then steps out in the open. And that was like very obviously like gets out and does the big hero stance, like the like fist on the hip and is just like <sighs> smells just like home. Man, it's so ready for this. And then takes the first laser bolt in the chest. <laughs> so you all step out and and find uh essentially a fairly run down fairly run down area. There are emergency lights still hooked up to what remains of the emergency power still routed to this area. It's fairly dim, musty, dusty. It, I'm describing the smell a lot, I, I notice. The uh, smell is actually just Morgan. <laughs> He's uh, His musty. Not, not showered in a few days, you know, desperation reeks. The smell seems to follow you wherever you go. Uh, but you, in front of you, see there uh, is a uh, two doorways. There's one directly in front of you. And one to your right as one steps off of the elevator, both of them covered with plastic sheeting uh, hung from the the entranceway in fairly wide, thick strips covered in dirt and grime. They've become completely opaque. So Yusoki is a small humanoid. So compared to our best friend here, like, Quig is quite small. He pats Obazaya's, like, calf and is like, Whoa, whichever way you think we should go, my friend, we're behind you. Obazaya thinks we should go straight forward. A lizard of action. <laughs> Raya emerges from the elevator and uh, she's got some sort of instrument in her hand that beeps occasionally. And she's glancing around, um, really not paying any attention at all to her companions. Uh, she's looking in the corners at, at like maybe strange mold that appears to be growing there. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and, and unconsciously muttering telepathically. Oh, fascinating. That's a... It's that genus before this a whole mm. ecology down here. Oh, I need to come down here more often. Huh. <laughs> that's oh, that's very great. You can find a lot of nice free stuff down here if you're willing. Oh, I, what? What? Nothing. Oh. And as you all uh, decide to uh, to continue straight forward, you you almost hear a muttering, a, a chittering, a, a laughing, and. Uh, <laughs> We're going to go ahead and roll initiative. Oh no! As the plastic sheeting uh, swept away by two diminutive green figures with uh, helmets on, glass globe helmets, their ears rounded, almost almost touching each other in these globes. One of them in particular, uh, the globe is fairly cracked and you, you <laughs> think it is surely not airtight. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you let the heroes go first. I get all that, uh, all that cover, right? <laughs> yep. It's inter- it's I, interesting I won as many, Burned one as on many heroes I was between say, me and them. <clears throat> nice job, Judge. The Judge has rolled the a, beginner's a natural box. 20 on the, uh, on the initiative. First Judge roll of the game, natural 20. He's setting the uh, standard for the rest of this uh, round. I'd rather see initiative than the first hit. Oh, but this is just the first just, of many. Just, uh, I, I just rolled the d20 for initiative, right? And I was looking around, I'm like... Where's my perception bonus? Why is my perception bonus like plus one? That's gonna leave me a terrible initiative. I was like, and then I like, I stopped myself mid sentence. I was like, wait a second, we actually have an initiative bonus. We don't use perception like Pathfinder Second Edition. All right, so Raya, Raya's got a ten on initiative. Ten. Morgan, seven. Rightfully so. Quig, uh, eight actually. So just uh-huh. slightly faster than Morgan. <laughs> he was he was checking out that leg. What's your initiative? Point? It's only a plus three. I rolled five. So oh. yeah. And Obazaya, 
23. It's a tie then. <laughs> okay. What a twist. Was oh, it some sort of best soldier? It was good for combat. Weird. 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 <laughs> Did you roll a natural 20? No. Oh, interesting. Uh, what is your what is your bonus to initiative then? Plus seven. All right. Well, that's rather amazing. That's pretty darn high. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say the goblins go first because that was a natural 20 I rolled. Okay. Uh, so the uh, the two two goblins, as uh, you you probably have guessed, they are. Uh, they both sprint wildly out of the uh, plastic sheeting as if they were as if they were uh, waiting in in ambush. And both of them wielding uh, tactical batons, they whip them out, they extend, and uh, both raise them to start wailing on Obozai. So I didn't notice <clears throat> how you placed us there. And I see that the uh, squishy Lashanta is right up in the front, <laughs> as opposed to any of the other characters that could have taken that spot. Uh, also, I'm entirely ranged for the most part. Anybody else <laughs> possibly would have been in front of me, as opposed uh, to me? I think uh, absolutely not. I've seen heroes before. They go first. I believe... That's how it goes. I am a scientist. I believe Quig... Are you a good person? Uh, Brad yeah. described Quig getting first. off in the elevator. <laughs> That's fine. So I think you entirely don't understand. Second? So we it, will say but, narratively. Um, I mean, believe me where I was at. Like, I don't mind being right next to in melee with that Gavi, you know? Well, you would be where you were. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. Oh, there? Is that... You want to be more on the front line. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel I, entirely better. On I believe in you. Second anyway, uh, <laughs> these two uh, these two goblin zapperators, as they're called, will not zap. Uh, they will, however, try to uh, try to blunt force trauma of the Vesk because he she is the first one. Oh, and that is only a seven. They have plus zero to their attack roll. Does Hold a seven on. hit? Hold on, it gotta, hits, doesn't it? I gotta stop and actually look where they put AC at. There it is. Bet it hits. No. But it's a, a no? Ah. Dang. Oh, and that one, that is a natural one. Uh, so the other takes a swing. He swings awfully wide. As you step out of the way of the first one, this goblin brings the, the baton over his own head and overextends and puts himself behind enemy lines and falls prone. You see, like, he goes to do the overhead chop, and, like, as it hits, it just hits Obazaya's armor and just clinks straight off. Uh, coincidentally, it is now Obazaya's turn. How rather interesting that there happens to be a prone enemy next to Obazaya. <laughs> Weird! Which, I do believe, is prone a condition? Or would that just be flat-footed? What's nice, uh, is the, the box set comes, we all have a copy of these handy-dandy little cards. On mm -hmm. one side, it's got conditions, and the other, it's got an action list. They're very handy. I, we, work, we would use these if we play Starfinder, which we do from time to time. So. They're pretty good. Certainly do. Uh, I, there is, prone is not a condition. Okay. So you have a, uh, you have a prone goblin and you have one in your face <laughs> threatening, uh, threatening the Ahsoki. What do you do? Obazaya is maybe not the brightest of this, but is also not, <laughs> um, Obazaya did in fact pass all, all the classes that they took, but, so Obazaya is going to use the Doshko in this situation. Uh -huh. is going to when the, during the Doshko has to click on the power and has the hum as it whirs to life as three plasma spikes jet out of the end, making it almost look like a battle axe of plasma. And then is going to swing at the prone goblin, or the whatever condition he has, if he has any, but 
As a description, he is prone. Descriptively, physically, he is prone. Yes. Confers no no real mechanical uh, impact. Has a 14 to hit. 14 uh, is a hit. Okay. As Obazaya brings it down, going straight for dead center on the goblin. And that is a total of 7 points of damage. Alright. The, uh, the Dashko... Now, do the jets propel the blunt end of it, or does one swing the jets towards... You swing the target? jets towards them. Both are very badass. Yeah, I love the idea of either. What's the damage die for a Dashko? A Dashko does 1d10 of damage. That's, and that's, crazy. that's a lot. That's a yes. lot. It's quite a bit. So much, in fact, that the, uh, the three plasma jets pierce right through. You can see the helmet, the glass, start to melt around where they pierce through and impale the goblin in the face. He is dead. There we go. Ah, a good goblin. <laughs> but uh, speaking, see, I, I speaking of the goblin, uh, using uh, these little punch-out icon tokens they include in the box, uh, they're cardboard little cutouts that just punch right out. They come with bases, and they have the official art on them for each monster. The box comes with, a to- I want to say, a total of the mid-40s, a lot for monsters and some for player characters, including both the Iconics that are included pre-generated and some generic ones if you want to do your own character. So It seems like that's a pretty good value for somebody just getting into the game. It's really good. The Admittedly, there's not one, you know, there's not as many as you would get in the full set, but the full set is about $45. And there's a lot included in that, but this is a good start. It's, it's, there's about half the monsters from the Alien Archive mm-hmm. in the GM rules. This, the box has everything you need to just crack open. It really does. Yeah, the Star, like Starfinder. Mm-hmm. The illustration is just so good, especially on the space goblins. It's like vicious, but adorable. It, it's that's like, the look they're going for. That's as close as I'm ever going to get to being a cat person. It's liking <laughs> space goblins. It's you, fantastic. So, Gavin, is that, uh, is that everything? Do you have anything else? So, Obazaya has only used the take and action section. As you get a move action, and technically you get the move, and then you get the action. And as the action, you can make an attack, use items, the skills, special abilities, spells, or you can also use it for an extra move, so that way you can get two moves. Or you can use it for defend, I believe. I uh, defend, is, defend is an action. Yes. So, um, since Obazaya has made an attack, that is Obazaya's action, but Obazaya still could move, but will choose not to in this opt, opt out of moving. Gotcha. Uh, now we go down from uh, number 23. All the way to number 10. Raya, you have a, a dead goblin next to you mm-hmm. as uh, Obaziah pulls the Doshko out of its out of its head. Uh, she glances down at the goblin and, uh, and says, oh, and you hear her telepathically. Fascinating. Common space goblin. Hmm. Doesn't appear to be too intelligent, as the reports have indicated. Not known for their cleverness. Ah. I'll daze it. And then mumble some techno jargon mixed with mystical words and uh, arcane words actually and um, she uh, she casts the spell daze on the remaining goblin which will require that the judge roll that goblin a saving throw will save uh-huh. your target is 14 
How about a five? A five is not quite enough. It's not up to snuff. Can I talk it down a little bit? Is this a bartering system? I mean, you can give it a shot if you really want to, but I think I think Riza, Araya is uh, is pretty certain she wants this goblin not to take an action, any actions next turn. Oh dear. That's the that is the result of the days. Is that a cantrip or a full spell? <laughs> That's an actual. Uh, it, it's Lashunta magic. Oh. Um, I can do it as many times per day as I like. It's just since we are a telepathic race, it is one of the two things that we can do. Another one may reveal itself later. Uh, but yeah, so she's using essentially psionic hmm. magic to uh, make that um, creature. And I picture you know little cartoon birds uh, yeah. and stuff floating around its head, and its eyes kind of roll back. His head kind of wobbles with the weight of the uh, the helmet on, like a Mortal Kombat character at the end of a match. And uh, we continue if you have nothing else. I, I've chosen not to make a move this turn. I, I feel I'm okay where I am. Uh, then we go uh, down to Quig. Quig so, is up. So Quig has uh, a goblin right in front of him. And for a second, his hand hovers over the flamethrower. And then he goes a different path. Quig is going to sidestep in front of our best friend here, Obaziah. And so now the picking, like the line of combat is Quig, Obaziah, and Rhea. And then there's a goblin immediately to my left. In the square in front of uh, Obaziah, Quig starts grabbing like detris and like crap off the ground and builds a little barricade. Uh huh. It only comes up to like the shin of Obaziah, but him and the goblin are like staring at each other across the barricade. And everyone who is adjacent to that barricade gets a plus two to AC. Very good. It's kind of like a special thing. And that is going to last for two rounds. Uh-huh. Did you have to roll a die to see how long that lasts? I did. It, it, it lasts for 1d4 rounds. Uh-huh. So a maximum of four rounds before it just collapses and falls apart. Use it now. I believe this will help keep uh, his little green hands off of us. Excellent. Then we would uh, come to Morgan's turn. Finally, stepping out of the elevator, I'll see one dead space goblin, and the other one's not looking so well. He's looking dazed, for sure. Dazed, for sure. Dazed and confused. For so long, one turn. Six seconds can be a a long time. Last six seconds of his life, probably. Who knows? Um, Morgan is going to draw his hail pistol and walk all the way forward up to the wall turn his back to that wall and just wait he's waiting and listening for anything else that might come behind that curtain they've got this and it's what they do they're they're heroes seems fine all right well well if you do not want fame obaziah will take it from you it is okay three fame points to (laughs) obaziah (laughs) raya has forfeited her fame points those can be redeemed at the company store Oh, I don't. I don't think there's much redemption there. You can have my fame points as well. Dude, I, well, you didn't ask. I was not aware that they can redeemable at the company store. That uh, should have been. Oh, yes. made there's a mark. There's a T-shirt. <gasps> I mean, just a couple hundred fame points, and they could be yours. What sizes do these T-shirts come in? <laughs> they have small, extra small, and elfin. <laughs> there's. T- there would be too many, wouldn't there? The for the amount of races in Starfinder, you'd have to have one that's got like holes for six arms, mm-hmm. one that's just got a really tiny neck hole for that brain thing. <laughs> it's just a scarf at that point. Yeah. Legally distinct from the scarf available in the company store. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we would then move on if Morgan has nothing else. The Seems goblins like they've turn. got it. Uh, the yellow goblin. These, uh, these cutouts are actually marked with colors so that if there are duplicates, you can easily tell one from the other. Pretty handy. 
Uh, and Zed Goblin just sort of stares around. He his eyes kind of lock onto the ceiling where a row of lights, these you know emergency power lights, are flashing ever so slowly, and he just sort of unblinkingly stares at those while they flash. And then Obazaya. Obazaya looks at this poor goblin who is currently defenseless and just says, I am sorry, little one. <laughs> he grabs the dashko. But she's not. You, you know it would eat your babies if it could. I mean... <laughs> okay, well that is going to be a 10 to hit. Nice defenseless goblin. You shanked it. You shanked it. Oh boy. Really? A 10? A 10 oh. misses. Uh, dang. Yeah. So... <laughs> In melee combat... Using shank as a miss is maybe not the best thing. <laughs> you know, your logic is hard to argue with, Brad. Yes. Obadiah takes a takes a swing and plunks right off the goblin's helmet. And it's a good solid thunk. And just this thing's helmet somehow has just just at the right angle it it glances right o- off. Obadiah hesitated, can't can't bring herself to just kill this defenseless goblin. And it's it's eyes not are, in her family's eyes blood. Eyes are still locked on that light. And then, uh, Rhea, it's your turn. That Doshko glances harmlessly off that bubble helmet. What I'm guessing is, because the spell duration happens to end at right about that point, that uh, that sort of knocks some sense into him, and he sort of shakes his head and clears it and, yeah. and, and looks up, probably in fear, <laughs> at the uh, Vesk in front of him. Hmm. First it was fear, and then he was dazed, and he looked kind of peaceful, and now he looks he's back to fear. Filled with fear. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. It's a yes. real roller coaster. Hmm. Also, his friend is dead. <laughs> Fascinating effect. Um, she'll have to investigate that more. Ah, now, goblins. I seem to recall they have a fascination with fire. I hope that doesn't give them any sort of immunity. I'll use acid instead. And then she mutters some arcane and technical words and points at uh, the goblin. And from her outstretched finger, um, a line of acid shoots and sprays all over, hopefully, sprays all over uh, the helmet of the goblin. Uh, I've got to try to hit him, though. Uh, how about a 16? That will hit. All right. In that case, he's going to take uh, three points of acid damage. Ooh. And the the crack in that helmet that was uh, so obviously not airtight is also not acid tight. Ah, good. As some of that acid uh, manages to splash in, and uh, you see his ear and some of his teeth start sizzling as the goblin howls in pain. Uh, do you want to move? Nope. Choose to forego my move action. All right. Quig, you are up. Quig kind of whistles at the goblin, who like turns and looks at Quig, and like at that point, he's like lifted his flamethrower, and he's like, "Well, it's worth a shot, I guess." Kind of mounted it on the, the makeshift <laughs> barricade, <laughs> <laughs> for stability directly in the goblin's face. I'm gonna try to flamethrower him. Mm. Ah, no, that's only an eight, nine. Just, wow. it's a little more than he can handle, and it's just fire going everywhere. <laughs> but and it looks terrifying. It's terrifying. Uh, but I'm not going to... All kinds of elements uh, being <laughs> thrown out here. Morgan, you want to make it a hat trick of elements? Yeah, why not? Everybody seems to be having a good time. Uh, I waited for possible reinforcements. Maybe they're not coming. I'll go ahead and uh, aim my hail pistol and take a shot. <laughs> and this is why I leave the heroic stuff <laughs> to the heroes. I have rolled a natural one Ooh, is that for, bad? for a total of two. Well, I told you it was a. Uh, all my gear is pretty junk like. It's got a whole plus it's, one. Uh, it, I only have a few almost like moderately well kept things. This clearly isn't one of them. 
So you you go to fire the hail pistol, and as the crystal of ice starts to form on the barrel end of the gun, it keeps melting because of the heat in the room, and essentially acts as a water pistol. <laughs> that goblin hasn't had a bath in a while, so that, that may disconcert uh, it. Uh, well, I, uh, I use it for uh, washing my face at that point. <laughs> this is the beauty of level one. It's very refreshing. <laughs> yeah, level one can't save you from a crit fail. Level whatever can't save you from a crit fail. I love level one stuff because you, you, you have to try so much harder just to get stuff, basic stuff done. Oh, Jesus you know what Christ, I mean? it's a goblin. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, we're doomed. Oh, I, run. I just watched Goblin Slayer the other day. Yeah. No. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you know? It, it looks like it's the goblin's turn. He didn't really, I don't think he really liked getting a flamethrower aimed at him, so he's going to hops over the barricade. He does like a dramatic tuck and roll that was frankly unnecessary, and uh, goes to goes to thwack you with that baton. Here we go. That's a uh, 16. Nope. I'm sorry. He gets no bonus to his uh, attack. That was initiative. He had a 13. Uh, no. Uh, like uh, Quig is kind of small and dexy, and still has like cover from a barricade right next to him. So yeah, misses. Interesting. So you and the this goblin is probably still taller than you are. There's a good chance, yeah. Um, I'm longer because I got that tail, but he's probably a little bit taller. The goblin, yeah. the goblin at this point is like, aha, now I'm the big one. <laughs> now I'm the giant and you are the... Oh, no. I missed. The flamethrower just follows him, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, through all that smoke from uh, the flamethrower, he couldn't quite see you and he, he misses. That uh, moves on to Obozaya. Obozaya must rectify these previous failings. Uh, well, Obozaya has currently got a Isoki in front oh, yeah. of him, between him and the goblin. So Obozaya will take a move action to the front left to get right there. And then we'll use a take action to make an attack. So out of the flame, out of the resulting flames that were sprayed out, sprayed all over so uh, haphazardly, you see the form of a vest come over your left shoulder see the vest you see the shadow move across the room i know what i'm doing this looks terrifying <laughs> this poor goblin just got acid splashed on his face and then water thrown at him and then a, a cloud of smoke just pilfered the room and then he just sees the vest has moved into the way again <laughs> like glowing red eyes piercing through the smoke and then i rolled worse than i did last time uh -oh. i've can i've continually gone down by a steady amount on each smoke roll. looked so dramatic but it got in your eyes that's not how wizards work. That's how Vesk works. <laughs> it, it is today. <laughs> you're not a lizard. You're a Vesk. Totally different. Total. Overruled. <laughs> ah, so once again, the uh, the Vesk has, has swung wide. Raya, you see an Ahsoki down by a barricade, taking cover from a, a goblin trying to beat its brains in. Hmm. Fascinating. Mental that note, subject... Uh, is susceptible to both dazing effects as well as acid. We will try cold next. Ah, that is so key, and it's uh, everyone is in the way. Um, he, she moves surprisingly quickly up to uh, eight squares to get into a position where cover is not an issue. Uh, so she essentially goes around uh, to the right hand side. Now she's got a clean shot at the um, goblin. Otherwise, the goblin would have had plus four to its AC which would make it considerably harder to get. That's true. Allies count as cover. They do indeed, yes. Uh, still in Starfinder. Uh, with her bonus now, that's a 14. 
Ooh, a 14, that is a hit. That is a hit. This is cold, just very little. One point of cold damage. Mm. He kind of shivers a little bit. Mm-hmm. Seems affected, but uh, remains standing. I see. Hmm. All right, must be Quig's turn. Quig um, has to worry about hitting allies with his flamethrower. Oh, that some kind of cone? <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it, it can cover a thing. It's got the blast radius. He's going to move around Best the other way. So he can put a position where he's not hitting anybody, anybody with the flamethrower. So let's try again. Come on, flamethrower. <laughs> Man, <laughs> not Quig's day. Nope. Okay. So once again, the flames are too much for Quig to handle, are they? It's a. I built a really good flame door. It's a lot of gun. Might need to. Might need to turn the settings down a little bit. <laughs> well, it was a good try. Morgan, though, can see over this Isoki, who is struggling again to control the flames. Right. So even though I have an ally between me and the enemy, is that going to count as cover? Given that I'm like, you know, five eight, I can kind of work that angle. Uh, do I need to move over? Uh, Quick will provide cover. Yes, All right. there's no distinction about size as far as how much cover it provides. Okay, well, I, I'm going to move. Try my hail pistol again because my, my heroes seem to be struggling. The heroes are fine. The guys controlling them can't roll for crap. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a 14 to hit. That will hit. Oh, thank God. Thank you. Do more than one point of damage. Well, I will be <laughs> rolling a D4 of cold damage. We'll see about that. Uh-huh. Two. And that's enough. Yeah! Oh, my God. We've killed a goblin. Two. Oh, two. Morgan kind of, uh, he has his back to one door, and he he does the kind of, like, cover flip around to the other side of that plastic sheet. Did you say flip? Absolutely not, sir. I can't do flips. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he switches from one side to the other. Metaphorical flip. And that that icicle goes right through the back of of the goblin's face. I almost fall over sideways, catch myself on the other wall, and accidentally shoot him in the back. <laughs> and then you do. Uh, each of them were uh, carrying uh, a tactical baton and wearing second skin armor. Like, before that goblin even hits the ground, Quig has grabbed it, and he's like, tosses the helmet off, and he's going through his pockets, like... Oh, yeah. Second skin armor uh, that a goblin was wearing. Perhaps, do uh, any of you not have a, uh, a melee weapon? I carry a tactical ton. I already have one. It is better quality than these, but if you do not have a melee weapon, obviously I'm not talking to you, Obaziah. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, at least something. Technically, a Dashko is kind of like a baton, just with extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would think calling a Dashko a baton is incredibly offensive. <laughs> <That's bad. laughs> uh, but there is, there is another uh, set of second skin armor and, tactical, and a tactical baton, if anyone wants it. I will um, walk over and take one of the batons. If it comes to this, we got problems. We're screwed. Now, can I duct tape two tactical batons together and have a super tactical baton? It will function as a tactical baton, but yes. Ah, then Quick does it. For flavor, for flavor, <laughs> I like it, though. You see, like, like Quick pulls down like some goggles and welds two tactical batons together. And he's like, we'll just try it out. We'll just try it out. See if it works. Raya is over uh, poking around on the bodies of the goblins, particularly wondering if their exposure to radiations down here might have resulted in some sort of goblin mutation. Hmm. Sounds like you should make a uh, science check. I'll do that. I have a plus 10 to science. 
that is hey that is a good bonus yeah not too bad i've also got it for technology uh which i'm guessing probably the uh yosoki has something similar if not better Oh, I got a 10 to technology. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. Uh, I only rolled uh, poorly. I rolled a 5, so 15 to see if there's any strange goblin mutations occurring. It's still not a bad result. Um, you don't see necessarily a mutation, but uh, something seems a little bit different about their physiology. You see, uh, you see like colored stains around their mouth, like they've been drinking, almost like a kid who's drinking Kool-Aid. I'll, uh, you'll hear me muttering in my in, in your heads because I keep forgetting to turn that off. <laughs> huh, fascinating. These, they've been in by, ingesting something uh, that has stained around their mouths. Doesn't look like blood, which I might have expected. Hmm. I wonder, I'll like dig my finger into their gross mouth and <laughs> see if there's like any remnants of this whatever it was and try to get a scraping off of there. You get a healthy sample of goblin spit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, fa- just this mucus stuff that comes up. Oh. A little bit of acid. Uh, Morgan begins to shuffle through his backpack. I got a thing for that. Chemalizer. We can single out substance or different various substances. I can, uh, by the rule, I can attempt a technology skill check, DC equals 10, to determine things like whether the air is safe to breathe or food is safe to eat, if water is safe to drink. I can also identify a specific chemical that I can analyze within 30 feet. Hmm. Is that a DC 10 check too? Yes. Huh. Like well, all of those things fall under the same yeah, I mean, technology got... check. Oh, what, which model is that? I, I'm i looking to buy a new one. I did not bring mine today. I should have. I, I left it out of my desk. That is not the new one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it does have... No, it's like three of the old ones <laughs> taped together. <laughs> <laughs> I do not make the check. <laughs> hmm. It seems to be malfunctioning. It seems, no. it seems to be 90% spittle. Abazaya's thinking to herself, Oh, these poor children, they send, they send babies to fight in this area. Look at them with their little toys. What sick man sends babies <laughs> to fight? And we pan to the Primarch's chamber. And she goes, I'm a good leader. <laughs> I'm killing it. But with the last goblin dead and the room completely looted, you have two doorways. With that plastic sheeting. Obazaya believes we should go forward. I, I cannot dispute that choice. Please uh, take the lead. Forward it is. I'll fall in. I'll take a second spot. As Obazaya is walking down the hallway, still has the uh, Doshko on. And it's kind of like grabbed farther up on the Doshko. And it's kind of like using it to slightly illuminate in front as they're walking. And so the hallway continues for about 30 feet. Well, is it kind of dark in here? I forgot to. It's a little dark. Um, I it's, pull out it's my dim. flashlight. Like one can see, but it's you know that it's pretty dim. Again, those those flashing diodes on the walls. There's kind of like that that dull hum of the emergency power. What's Some fun like is uh, Isoki have dark vision, so mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it. Except to you, it's all <laughs> crystal clear. In that case, uh, I will use my flashlight from my backpack. I'll take mine out too and shine it around. Vescasa seems to not be bothered by the level of light in this area. Everybody has dark vision, huh? It's just the two. The bane of a DM trying to create dangerous situations. You all continue, you so-called heroes, uh, continue down for about 30 feet or so, and uh, you you come into a a room uh, about 10 feet wide by 30 or 40 feet long. A multitude of conduits, pipes, hoses, and tubes dangle from the ceiling and walls of the room, many of them leaking a variety of colorful fluids 
Some of these fluids have seeped together on the floor, creating multicolored puddles that glow with a faint radiance. Dusty glass vials and bottles sit atop a sagging shop counter in the northeast corner, while a hologram of humanoid alien suddenly flickers to life in the center of the room. Welcome to Arajaya's Exciting Elixirs. Come in, have a drink, and experience the magical blessings of Eloritu. The alien figure beckons with one arm in a a welcoming gesture, and it's sort of glitchy, and like, it's doing it kind of almost like a skipping frames, and then it restarts a little bit mid-sentence. Oh, fascinating. A shop with elixirs. I wonder what wonders could be found here. We should sample some of these. And indeed you could. <laughs> there, are glass, there are glass vials on the counter. If the option presents, I'll move myself into the room if I'm not attacked by some strange beast or something. Go for it. And then I'll uh, take up a vial and um, I'll go over to the puddle on the floor with the shifting colors and different stuff that has all mashed together and um, hmm, and I'll pour myself up a, up a sample in a tube, hold it up to the light, sniff it. Any particular uh, characteristics? Ah, uh, let's see. Uh, you can make me a mysticism skill check. I actually can do that. Excellent. See Raya, like, take one of the vials and blow the thick coating of dust off. Uh, and behind uh, said vial, there's a little placard on the counter. reads, management not responsible for any undesired side effect. <laughs> I had a minor in mysticism. One of my minors. Thirteen. Thirteen. Mm, the name Elorichu seems to ring a bell. Mm. You just cannot place it. Oh, well. Uh, do you have uh, Detect Magic? I do, yes. That's a One good. could cast Detect Magic. I have uh, Detect Magic as a cantrip. Uh, I'll uh, cast it and uh, look around the room. Uh, they they definitely seem to be magical. Uh, does anybody have... Uh, would anybody like to make a science skill check? I would. I'll take a crack at that, too. 25. 29. 29? Yeah, I rolled 19. Well, you both uh, surmise that that these uh, these fluids, which were once totally inert, have taken on uh, properties from the, the radiation from the power and uh, gathered through somehow, some unknown means, some arcane properties. And uh, these could convey some kind of temporary magical effect, uh, almost like a very, very low-powered potion, like a like a magical elixir, but a white claw version. <laughs> Do we know what the effect is? No. Can I try the mysticism check that he originally uh, failed? No, I'm afraid not. Uh, there's one way to find out, though. I Hard pass. Bottoms up. I heard an expression in a pub one time that uh, a fellow humanoid life form said, Down the hatch? Oh, don't. Oh, no, I, I have wouldn't to. do that. You see how it sparkles in the light? It's for science. She must. Hmm. Um. <laughs> Quick grins at the vest. Hmm, <laughs> Jägermeister. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and roll me a d10. All right. Is this, for a ra- oh, is this no. from a random effects? There's table? a handy little chart here. Well, it's the levels of radiation. You it's just called imbibe. fluid effects. It's a ten. How about a ten? Oh, shit. that's like combined two. All right, you actually get to choose from the following. Oh yeah. Plus one bonus to armor class, attack rolls, or saving throws. Nice. 
Uh, you know what? My armor class is 13, so I'm going to take plus one to my armor class. You know, normally these effects are uh, for the next combat. Mm-hmm. Because you rolled a 10, you gain that bonus for the rest of the adventure. All right. All right. That's one of the puddles gone. There, There's one more. Did you say one of those options was saving throws? Uh, correct. Hmm. Might be more useful than this. I'm going to go with saving throws. I'm changing my mind. All right. Done. So, like, he drinks this, but how do we narratively gather that it did a good thing for him. <laughs> you see, you uh, see, comrade, she did not die. <laughs> this is good so far. That's the first positive side effect. Uh, Raya has a faint, like, glow around her. That is, uh, let's say it's green. Just kind of a, kind of a green glow. Not sickly, though. You, you recognize Ooh. instinctively through some kind of, some way that one senses magic. The same way you could pick up a magic weapon and your hair stands up on end. You recognize that as some kind of a healthy magic. Well, I heard a little bit of music when she drank it, and her forearms got huge. So <laughs> we know it's okay. I feel empowered in some way with some sort of magical effect. It's hard to determine what it might be, but uh, it doesn't feel like it's a deleterious effect. I feel we should pocket the other one for now. Nah. Or you could drink it. Uh, does anyone feel... Uh... A strong desire to imbibe an unknown potion. It's mint julep flavored. Rest does not wish to ingest these uh, strange oozes. What do you think, Jake? You, a moment ago, you said you felt it like it wasn't something you wanted to do. Is it out of character for you to drink it? You seem radioactive. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this is what Morgan would do. He's gonna get a vial. He'll fill it up, then cork it off, or whatever. However, this is gonna work. And I intend to sell it to someone later, claiming that it will have the same effects that it had on him or her. Sorry. I intend to make money off of this. Perfect. Yes. You can do that. All right. Or get really desperate and drink it. <laughs> Whichever <laughs> happens first. We'll, uh, we'll see, won't we? We will. We'll, we'll deal uh, with that later. So we'll pocket it now, and then we'll move on. There you go. Ahead, down past the counter on the east side of the room, the hallway continues, and uh, you can see ahead of you uh, vegetation. Ooh, fascinating. The uh, the area is kind of humid. There's UV lights giving a uh, kind of soft purple glow. The vegetation is kind of overrun, as if the, uh, the hydroponics have been left on kind of uncontrolled large purple flowers, almost like elephant ears, have bloomed and kind of sway a little bit in the uh, the air that's recirculating in. I mean, I'm I'm definitely all about this. If if it, uh, we don't see any immediate dangers, Raya will will want to move into the room and start examining the plants, looking for uh, aberrations in known species or alien exotics or certainly. Uh, it's almost like a hodgepodge, like stuff that wouldn't normally be found in one ecology. Mm-hmm. Several, as if several different samples had been grown here, mm-hmm. and it has become its own unique biome. What a what a fascinating place this is. Why we could spend hours here examining these plants, we should do so. While I can appreciate your zest for knowledge, uh, we're here to kill something, and, uh, well, it's just the bounty hunter in me that thinks time is money. But do you see this one that, it's gold-colored, and it has the red stamen? I mean, that's not normal. This Uh, room makes me want to give up vegetables. (laughs) But he's vegetable. 
I, I don't think we have that kind of time. <laughs> Plant-based food, you, I mean. Listen, th- these plants have, have survived on their own for mm-hmm. quite some time. Yes. Perhaps when we're done, you can come back and continue your research on your own. Oh. How about uh, all of you give me perception checks? That's not necessary. Best does not like this. Oh, yeah. I'm good at this one. Here comes Opa! a one. Now that is a good number. Ooh. Three of us at least rolled well. I don't know about. I, I'm looking at these flowers over here. Yeah, so I just yeah. have seven. I got a twenty. Nice. Ooh. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. The Vesco only has a seventeen. Still pretty good. The only one who did particularly bad was Raya. Anyway, roll initiative. Soldier. Guess none of us did that well. Raya. Raya, you you see uh you see leaves and those those big flowers <laughs> they they sway heavily and you you look up and see a vent directly um, directly above them huh. must be provided oh, the rest of you see a uh, large six-legged uh, what looks like a tiger with three sets of ears one big eye in the center and lots of very sharp teeth well I will miss her not with the flamethrower, <laughs> but emotionally. <laughs> anyway, Raya? Uh, I'm a 12. Ashby? 5. I am also a 12. At this point, I feel it's in character to roll very low initiative to let them all go in first. Obaziah? Also, you're kind of gimpy. Obaziah has yeah. a 22. Oh. Had to make it about the legs, huh? No, you had to make it about the legs <laughs> when you made the character. <laughs> I have a negative strength mod. It seemed appropriate. Do you have to deal with people trying to reach out to you about your legs extended warranty? Oh, we are well past the <laughs> warranty. <laughs> All right. Uh, oddly enough, Obozaya goes first. How weird. I, I I don't know what you mean by that. This is just normal for Veth. Seem to have them. Now, where on the board is the beastie? Well, that is far too close to Raya. Weird. It's like almost right next to me. Like, it is right next to me. Hold on, she, uh, she'll want to study this thing up close. <laughs> <laughs> it's ten feet away. That should be well in her range. <laughs> sure well, wish there was a vest between it and me. So you see this thing stalking forward, kind of uh, sitting back on its haunches a little bit every every couple steps, as if it's getting ready to spring. It was, I was like, oh no, the small child, they must save them. <laughs> moves forward. <laughs> All right, you uh, moving into that square will cost you an extra uh, five feet of movement, as that is difficult terrain. Mm-hmm. The overgrown brush. Yeah, I can make that a move action. Okay. And this dense vegetation uh, does provide cover. All right. I mean, it's because of the fact that it's in the dense vegetation, so it's considered to have cover versus his attack. Uh, the, the vegetation in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, provides cover. But if someone's right next to it, they don't suffer that. It's if there's if there's a space between them yeah. and then it's okay. So mm-hmm. like a ranged attack or okay. Yes. Just just to just to say like that is a feature of the terrain that you should keep in mind. It does. But yeah. So Vesk is not affected by the take by the cover or you should not be since you're not adjacent. melee. Okay. I can bring the napalm in a minute here. That'll clear for, it up. For, for the viewers at home who could not understand what just happened, Brad started to frown, but then I made a devilish grin and smiled back, and that exchanged this expression here. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, oh, oh. so that is a 17 to hit with the Dashko. Believe it or not, you hit. Yeah. I sure hope so. God. I believe it. Yeah, that's not a great roll on damage. It's five points. 
good solid hit. Bring that Doshko down right on the flank of its uh, one of its six shoulders, mm -hmm. which is weird, but you do it anyway. There's so much good meat on this thing. It growls in pain. Yeah, not anymore. Now that the adrenaline's in there, it's like bear meat. It'll kill you. Oh, uh, no. Visk this, this loves the crunch. I don't think you know how adrenaline works. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it is uh, <laughs> it is now the, this creature's turn, called a parathi. Not sure how you pronounce it. Either way, uh, it it stalks forward, takes one step uh, past, past the vest, and... Uh, in a surprise round, uh, those who uh, who are surprised, such as Raya, and only Raya, uh, has the flat-footed condition, so minus two to their AC. Well, great. Maybe I took the wrong benefit from the potion I took. You who definitely did, yeah. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, 17. Does a 17 hit? It does, in fact, hit. Oh, weird. Whether I had taken the potion or not. Uh, that is going to be nine kinetic damage as the, uh, the jaws from the... It's got, like, multi-rows of teeth. Okay, so you hit me for nine. That uh, oh, that leaves me with one hit point left. Okay, noted. I appear to be severely injured. The kitty uh, just wants to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't imagine why it doesn't want to play with a hulking vest. I just want to play. Attached it. Attack it. No. That's fine. It's uh, it's seeking its prey. No, I I yeah, I feel so designated. Speaking of prey, uh, Raya, it is well, Raya and Quig have a uh, tied. And I don't, I don't know of any uh, prescribed method for breaking a tie. Uh, we need to go with Dex, or we can just discuss it amongst ourselves. Well, how would you like to just go first, Sean? A gentleman's just, agreement. I was going to mention, I don't plan to be right there in that spot <laughs> any longer, if, if that's helpful to you. Yeah, anyway. you know, maybe you would avoid certain things on yeah. my turn. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see, but uh, feel free to escape. Yeah, I haven't been you know, narrowly missed by your, <laughs> your fire before. Um, I reach out and uh, I te uh, Vesk, I reach out and I touch your weapon and uh, I mutter some arcane and technological words and um, your weapon is now glowing uh, and I say, in your mind strike true next round, it won't last longer than that. You touch Sasha You touch <laughs> You don't touch a Vesk's weapon. I, I cock my head to the side. Fascinating. It's made a parasocial relationship with its weapon. I'll have to observe that further. Then I get out of the dodge. <laughs> uh, I kind of picture Raya as uh, yeah. kind of like a... Uh, what's the character from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2? A little bit like uh, um, Moon. I can remember uh, that Tom Clementeeth is the actress. Mm -hmm. Don't know why I can remember her name and not the character name. Uh, I have 40 feet of movement. I realize some of that is, but I'll be getting the... Nope. <laughs> the difficult terrain is uh, essentially around the perimeter. Okay. As well as that square. Yeah. There. If I can get even one more back, I'll be back. Yeah. Just just so I can at least see her square. If I can't, then I'll... Because I intend to do something next round. Yeah. So you probably have to be there to see... See the square. Okay. The, you're talking about the creature. Yeah. So I can do a magic missile next round. Yeah. I'd say you'd probably have to be there. All right, uh, Quig, you are up next. The uh, you, you see blood splatter onto a uh, one of those giant leaves as the creature growls and hunkers down. What do you do? Now, your GM ship, could I, and this was kind of a nebulous thing to say on a podcast, could I get to this square in 25 feet of movement? Yeah. Okay. Easily. So, as our Yusoski friend runs up and sees a, a, a traditional enemy of our people, a cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real Tom and Jerry situation. Real, real Tom and Jerry. Except, uh, you know, 
Uh, Jerry's got a flamethrower in this case. And I believe I've got oh. the right angle to not hit my good friend, Obazaya. You know, a flamethrower really even the odds, won't it? I would think so. Now, um, we'll see. you hit this guy with a melee attack? Yes. I so believe? if you were making a ranged attack, then my ability coordinated shot will come into effect. And since I have hit him and am still adjacent to it, if you are making a ranged attack, then you get a plus one on your two hit against the creature that I have hit. So as our, our good uh, our good friend runs away, Quick kind of scampers in its spot. It's like, well, uh, here, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, no. Ah, oh, goodness, I appear to have rolled in that one. Mm. I am rolling like garbage. That's a shame. Uh, you, you go to start the thing, and you're still pointing it down, and you don't don't really notice how much vegetation and and uh, plant life is underneath you and you take a point of fire damage as you set the ground beneath you on fire yeah, you know I don't I don't think crit uh, fail effects are necessarily a, a thing in this version of the system but it's fun and it's a nat one so I thought it would spike the judge is so cruel he hates us well, quick. I just want to hit something with the flamethrower. I know, he's been I'm trying, trying so hard, and he's rolled so poorly. Just want to set something on fire. You well, set yourself on fire. Uh, I just did. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that counts. That's Mission what I was saying. Mission accomplished. No, not, Unroll the banner. Not satisfying for some reason. Weird. Just not satisfying. I'm done with this game. Speaking of not satisfying, Ashby. <laughs> <laughs> you are up. Oh. Uh, well, played. your friend has set himself on fire. Your other friend has retreated, bleeding heavily. Yes. Um, Ashby is going to holster the pistol, keeping uh, the flashlight at the ready. And I walk forward up to Raya. Hold out my hand. Give me your hand. Change. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. You can feel my my pulse in the palm of my hand. I don't know how much your character has with the medical knowledge, but that is not a very common place. But there that is. Just a little flavor. Medicine was one of my minors. And Excellent. that's not normal. <laughs> Excellent. Freak! <laughs> I am casting the Mystic Cure spell as a range of touch, and we're doing it through a handshake. So I will restore 1d8 Ooh. plus my wisdom modifier of hit points to you. Roll it's, high. It's going to cost me a base... <laughs> level one spell slot the beautiful thing about healing especially with this spell in this game is if i don't restore all of your hp i can actually give you a little bit of mine i see i can it's sacrifice a little bit very generous feel free to i don't think it's i don't think it's bad private character would do that because he's a bad dude but yeah i mean maybe maybe he's on a path of redemption also if i restore all of yours and have a little Left, left over. over, I can give them to me. Oh, nice. Yes, I love it. That's a good spell. Troll <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yeah. That's a okay. one. Minimum. Uh, wow. So you can have three. Okay. Because I have rolled a one and my modifier is a plus two. Okay. So I'm up to four. Thank you. And I will mark off my, my level one spell slot there. <laughs> level level one adventurers are the best. Uh, Every little bit helps. The though. best. Mm -hmm. Telepathically, you all hear. Ah! Yes, you do. Uh, sorry, I thought it was going to be a little more effective than that. Um, I am grateful for the healing. Uh, I was in a great deal of pain and I was bleeding a lot. You're still bleeding. I'm still bleeding but less. Less, but still a lot. Yeah, but that's where the flavor is. 
What? <laughs> Don't let the vest see. Don't miss. Also that. Hey, Obaziah, it happens to be your turn. Oh, buddy, there's a lot of pressure. You're going to miss? I hope not. I have complete faith. Just roll high. Hopefully. All you got to do is kill it. Got this. It's, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. <laughs> really? Pretty easy. It's pretty. No, it's pretty hard to roll above a five, Ethan. I don't know what you're. <laughs> apparently. It's apparently. I hate being level. Level one has nothing to do with rolling twos. You don't get to level two and be like, oh, all my dice are better. Yeah, but at level like seventeen, you roll a two. It's still like a twenty-five, so you don't feel so bad. Sure. At level one, I roll a two. It's basically a two. No. <laughs> so Gavin rolled a two. Yeah. That is all. Yeah. You you take a swing and uh, standing in the vegetation like you are, uh, your your dashko catches on one of the plants, and uh, kind of twists your arm a little bit, and you just can't quite strike true. Then the overcharge goes off on the plant. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, that plant's he's eight in life. <laughs> what plant? You did forty six points of damage to it. Yeah. Uh, then it must be the Parathai's turn. I'm gonna pronounce that differently every turn. So he didn't like that. He's gonna, he's gonna stalk back uh, into the uh, heavy underbrush. He's gonna crouch and spring forward as you uh, get that thing caught out of position. There's a twenty-two hit. Yes, that will hit. Ah, it's gonna be eight points of damage, kinetic damage. Okay. Matters. No, that's did not have uh, DR at this point yet. Shame. Too low level. You guys think level ones have a lot of cool abilities? <laughs> this is not true. Ah. Uh, well, Raya is up now. You see ahead of you a, a rustling and see the vest, her head pulled down as if something, in, some predator in the underbrush just attacked. What do you do? Well, is it gonna require, uh, can I see any glimpse at all of the of the predator? It's pretty hard. It's, it's in cover, it's got two people in front. You would have line of sight on it. Um, I need to be able to see it to hit. Is this maybe a perception check? No, I would say you can you can see. I can it. make out just a little bit of it. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. see it enough to target it. In that case, I will cast. Um, well, <clears throat> I uh, hmm, hard to see. Is that there's stripes there? Yes. Ah, uh, magic missile, and uh, I uh, <clears throat> again speak arcane and, and techno words, and three darts uh, because I'm foregoing my movement this round. Uh, three darts shoot out from my outstretched hand, unerringly hitting their target. For 1d4 plus 1 force points of force damage each. Aha, uh-huh. no attack roll, no saving. Ooh, no yeah. saving throw. Good damage rolls. Uh, yeah, very well. 3, 3, and 4, uh, so 13 points of force damage on the creature. Wow, that is a lot. Uh, it's still up, but uh, you these darts, the camera follows them, and they, they weave in and out of the vegetation and slam into its flank. It cries out in pain and la- unlatches its jaws off of the Vesk's arm. Note to self, I... Hearing its cries of pain caused me joy because of the bone pain that I... I'll have to analyze the situation later. Ah, uh, Quig is up. Quig's kind of muttering himself like, Come on, Ducky taught you better than this. You can do this. <laughs> and I'm going to kind of like move forward and try to just catch this bad, bad kitty. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah! I hate it! I hate it! I hate it! Incredible. <laughs> Another nat one. He's done it again. What weapon were you using that time? Uh, the flamethrower. Flamethrower again. Ah, all... oh, the pilot flame on it like flickers and then goes out. <laughs> I throw it at the cat. <laughs> done. I am <All> right. done. <laughs> Morgan Ashby. 
Oh, man. Healer extraordinaire. You know it. I'm the best at everything I do. <laughs> you see, you see, old Stumpy. You see, Quig step up again, go to fire the flamethrower, and the, uh, like, you know, those misting, uh, like the way uh, vegetables at the supermarket get misted? Yes. The starter flame lights up on his, uh, his flamethrower, and one of those just goes, douses it. And him, and all the plants, they look healthier. Oh, man. All right. What do you Except do? for one plant. Except one in particular plant <laughs> that got plant. absolutely ruined by the flame. Not flame Dashko, just a regular Dashko. It's just a normal Dashko. I, man. Morgan Ash. I gotta get a little bit of... I gotta get a little closer. I gotta get within 25 feet. Uh-huh. I'm trying to shine my flashlight on, on the vegetation over no. there that I think it's in. You are within 25. You are exactly 25 feet oh, away. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And like the the flashlight itself is my hand is shaking a little bit. I'm going to cast another spell. Uh-huh. I am going to mystically feel for the mind of this creature. Interesting. Yes. And that, that's why Ashby is so nervous. This is not a thing he's very experienced with. I am going to attempt to overload the enemy with a, a lash of psychic information, which will uh, which will uh, deal damage to it. I need you to roll a will saving throw. It's worst save, weirdly enough. That is a twelve. You are one shot. Ah, oh, yeah. fail. A failure. A failure. Just like me. <laughs> and that is the information that I will convey. Will you convey? the effect of the spell. So you will take 2d10 psychic damage. Uh, it would have been half, but you have failed the check. What, what, is, what is the spell? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this is a mind thrust. Mm. By far the best level one spell. It's a pretty mm-hmm. good start. That and like... Uh... I think the heal is a fantastic spell. It's actually more... Probably my favorite. It doesn't have the word thrust. Well, there's that <laughs> shocking true. grasp analog that's like 40. Is it like 46 or something? Ooh. Oh, that is 14 damage. That's higher than two, so it's dead. <laughs> ah, I <laughs> hate it. <laughs> I hate it. All right. But, like, can I do it in, like, such a subtle way that it just kind of falls over and no one knows why? Yeah, <laughs> you certainly can. I, I don't even wanna... though its brain just exploded because fourteen damage <laughs> was a lot. I don't want them to know it was me. I don't want perception to be... check to see where that effect came from. <laughs> Seven, <laughs> twenty-one. <laughs> you shouldn't have done it. You <laughs> you wasted you wasted that seventeen. Oh, it wasn't gonna show up on an attack anyway. It could have. No, uh, it, it, that I was know the next number down the line. I it's know like me. Tetris. They come in one after another. Yodazani was, was using her left arm to like block the attack a bit from make, the big cat. Make a stealth check opposed to that perception check, Ashby. Absolutely. Oh, I got the jitters. As the cat slumps forward, that's a twenty. That is a fail, isn't it? So like, Quig like looks back as you pop its skull, and it's like, nice. What me? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. As the, as the poet oh, Shaggy oh, once said, it oh, wasn't I, I, me. Of course, I, I understand. Wink. 
<laughs> do you say wink or do you wink? Yeah, I said yeah. <laughs> uh, I then proceed to start kicking this cat in the face. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, as I try to relight my pilot light. A lot larger than you. <laughs> I didn't say it was effective, <laughs> but it is cathartic. <laughs> Tom and Jerry music plays. Despite the fact that Raya is, is still bleeding, she'll walk up to the creature and, and go, what a fascinating specimen. Definitely not native uh, to, I mean, I wonder where it came from. It, it must have been brought here. Um, not a lot of natural life native to a space station. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I've got it relit, shall we? <laughs> and I pointed at the cat. <laughs> oh no, we'll, we'll need to a save this feast. one. Uh, she'll pick up its paws. Um, does it have uh, talons? That are the size of the uh, steel. Or does it have claws that are the size of the steel talon? It does not. Mm. No. Notice that the ta- uh, it, its claws here are are not quite large enough to account for the injuries that were observed uh, on the victim of the so-called steel talon. This isn't it. Let's look around the room and see if we can find anything in the underbrush. Uh, you do find something in the underbrush. You find you find a grappler. Like a Roman one? What's its AC? A Greek Roman <laughs> grappler. He goes for a headlock. A grappler allows you to fire one end of a cable line to any sturdy surface within the cable's range. If you succeed at a range attack roll against an armor class of 10, the cable is firmly attached at the far end and can hold up to 500 pounds of weight. All right. Does that come yeah, with the line? It does not. So it's sold separately. <laughs> Some assembly required. I almost bought line. But I'm like, nah. Shut up. Shut up. Anyway, nope. in the cheek pouch it goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the to the north, the uh, the vegetation you can see light uh, coming through it. Now I believe our best friend is horribly injured. Uh, Ozani is going to be taking the. Um, well, I guess I should ask. Would, would we be all right with the uh, ten minute rest so I can spend a resolve point to regain half of my? Is that a max thing? Start. It literally says it. Okay. Right. Yes, it <laughs> is. Uh, one can take a ten minute rest, spend a resolve point, and regain half your HP. I believe. Rounding up? Yes, half of your max HP rounding up. I could use a rest myself. I appear to have some of me that's normally on the inside that is on the outside. <laughs> a very calm way to say that. Mm. I do not know why you are worried. Most of the bleeding is internal. That is where the blood is supposed to be, <laughs> yes? It's forming a large bruise. I do not know what that word is. Hmm. <laughs> I show you on my midriff this discoloration these huge <laughs> lacerations are, and... Uh, <laughs> A, a, gl- a spreading blueness that is in contrast to the green skin. Quick mm-hmm. pokes it. Ah, ah. <laughs> the skin is bruised blue, but the glow, the healthy glow around you mm-hmm. is green. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes a nice turquoise color. Yeah, it's, it's, that's not the color it is supposed to be. It's very lovely. No, I just I, like uh, it. So the heroes take ten and catch their breath. And kind of the, the lush vegetation is kind of comfortable. You can sit on a the floor is covered with enough vegetation that it's not cold to sit on, and you get a nice breather and kind of put band-aids on your wounds and suck in this ready to mutated alien pollen. That's, that's right, all over the room. Get a good whiff of it, mm-hmm. nice and deep. Just let it breathe in the lungs. I'm taking samples during my my ten minutes of rest, and uh, the the hallway continues uh, to the north. Let's head to the north. The north it is. It's unanimous, because it's the only way to go. Ah. At, well, there's a direction south, but you're going north. I see. Let's go to choo, the north. Choo. Cut that. Cut it. We voted to go north. I recall that. North was the uh, direction. So, 
A uh, small fire burns in the center of this empty storeroom. Beyond the fire stands a crude effigy of a quadrupedal beast made of scrap and junk and topped with the elongated skull of an alien creature. A simple skull and crossbones symbol has been painted on the steel doors leading out of the room to the west. Well, now, now this is peculiar. Vesk does not like these. Some sort of silver beast effigy, and we appear to be hunting uh, some sort of silver beast. Correlation, I wonder. How odd. Well, uh, Araya will go up to the alien skull and try to identify it. Okay, uh, make a perception check. I'll do that. Oh, I rolled very poorly. Uh, that is, in fact, a two. Oh! Don't know about this one, huh? You failed by a lot. Yeah. Now, Quig rolls a 20. You failed by a little. <laughs> <laughs> I still win. Sounds like a theme. <laughs> hey, I want to fail. I uh, fail. Well, Raya has already moved up. Oh, okay, yeah, let's go ahead and start the encounter then. And triggered the trap. Oh, nice. Uh, which, uh, the perception is a DC 21. Uh, ah! So, you know, not to take away your no, best no, roll. No, that's fine. Of yeah. the... Second best. Well, who's counting? You are, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. I, I only do good out of combat, so... <laughs> uh, it's kind of a, uh, a squeaking noise as the the pressure plate is, is triggered, and you see at the, at the last moment as the, uh, the laser in the mouth of the beast gears up, there's kind of a, a soft whine as it ah. and fires. Now, is it to hit, or do I get a saving throw? It's to hit. Ah, once again, chose the wrong thing. It's a seven, so does an 18 hit? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh-huh. Reach for that. Need to use the fiery dice. Imagine if I crit. Is that a 2d10? No. No. 3d6. Well, that sucks a lot, too. Uh, that is 12 points. <laughs> That's, that would be three more than I have, so I guess Uh-oh. I'm dead or unconscious. Oh, that is 12 <laughs> points of fire damage. Good God, this thing is a death trap. Oh, my. You're weird. So? Yeah, so I'm unconscious. Right, so oh, Riot oh. takes the blazer blast. There's like a slow-mo moment where she's like, I could, had I seen this in time, I could duck, roll forward, and disable the trap. Or get shot in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets shot in the chest. I, I like to think that in your minds, just before I go unconscious, you hear, fascinating. <laughs> Bam. We'll have to test this further. Ciao. Mm-hmm. So. Do we, do we feel that trap is uh, spent, or it's <laughs> like a continual kind of thing? Make another perception check. Can I roll over that 20? No. <laughs> Cock die. Uh, well, guess what? It's a 20 again! Aha! He's made it happen. Uh, you see where the pressure plate was triggered. It has not, uh, come back up. It seems to be staying put on its own. Seems to need manual reset. Watch the floor, but she has triggered that panel. There might be more, though, but she appears to be dying. Now, does, in this game, do, uh... die. Do negative hit points stop at zero? Uh, as far as I can tell, there are no instant death penalties. There's no negative HP. And, uh... Uh, while you are while you're dying, uh, you uh, basically you lose a resolve point for uh, every time you get hit while you're down, and you can spend a resolve point to come back up to one HP. I'll do that. Leave me at three resolve points, so I'm back at one. Now, is there like a coup de gras mechanic in the beginner box? There is not. <laughs> you would one would have to make 
a successful attack for each resolve point oh, remaining. You're safe, John. However, mm -hmm. some kind of flamethrower repeated, you know, damage may get no, no, you said I had to make an attack. I was going to say, that would apply to, <laughs> he would be successful with a flamethrower attack, which... So, like, you've never felt safer. The mm -hmm. eight squares around... <laughs> I was going to say. ...are torched. It produced, but you're, but you're perfectly in fine. In my own square, it's a gentle warming. I'm like, this is delightful. This is how I want to wake up every time. It's nice and toasty. It's, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it's, it's like a... Like a Christmas morning. There's a lot of light, so it's... I believe bright. I have been cursed by the gods. <laughs> um, you know, I, as I lay on the ground, I say, I'm curious, I, I saw a long tunnel and many of my Lucinta ancestors beckoning me forward, but I, I felt compelled to come back. Uh, there's still much more research to be done. Ow! Ow! Those Lucinta were I, going like, oh God, oh Oh, Jesus. It looks really bad. I, I heard a great deal. Quick scampers forward and pulls out of his cheek pouch um, a healing serum. Oh, no, I have one. <laughs> I have one. Thank you. No, no, I'm good. It's Thank fine. you. I oh, no, I've oh, got... Oh, oh, this is a family recipe. I will use this instead. Thank the you. The saliva drips off and the sound of it hitting the floor echoes through the room. Literally, the description for my cheek pouches is, I can hold as much as a backpack in my cheek pouches. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a lot. <laughs> So much sand. Why? <laughs> what do you need it for? I'm rolling a 1d8 for the healing serum I'm consuming. Uh -huh. That's a 4. That helps a little bit. I got another one. So uh, unless anybody's got any repeatable healing they want to use, I'll take another one. Might need uh, to borrow Morgan one. could totally help, but at the sound of the trap and seeing somebody go down, he froze. He doesn't want to go in the room. Roll uh -huh. the perceived backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Roll it. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Who's got the best perception? I have a plus eight. Okay, but you're scared. That's true. So nice bonuses. Um, Quick's gonna like crawl along the floor looking for more traps. Oh great! I used another healing serum. Gave myself one. <laughs> Just like methodically moving forward, looking for more of those pressure plates. Uh, alas, that is only a twelve. Ah, well, you don't see any. I believe we're safe now. All right. Um, with with the way it's kind of being cleared. Morgan steps up, and I will use my healing touch once per day. It, I spend 10 minutes helping you out, but I can restore five hit points. It just takes a little time. I, I I only need five. Do you have any more of those healing spells that you had cast previously? The cure spells? I mean, it's up to you. Whatever you want to work, whatever you want to use. I mean, I appreciate the effort. I have one spell slot left. Okay, so I would rather take the 10 minutes and give you five. Yeah, the other thing could be useful in combat. So for the next 10 minutes, uh, Morgan, or is it? Is this a spell? It's a class feature. Uh -huh. It's just a healing touch. It's like uh, a, a small channel, I guess. Kind of like lay on hands if it, yes. you have to focus on it, kind of. Right. So over the next 10 minutes, Morgan takes care of that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the Ahsoka, if he wants, quick, you could, uh, you could roll me uh, technology to disable said laser blast trap. Would be happy to. Uh, out of the box, but that's a 27. Aha, uh -huh, success. You've done it. Just in case anyone follows our footsteps, uh, they can avoid this painful endeavor. And back behind where the uh, the actual trigger mechanism is, around this almost altar to this silver beast, you find uh, various grenades. A uh, concussion grenade, a fragmentation grenade, <laughs> a riot grenade, and a shock grenade. Gavin's eyes just literally <laughs> lit up, and he has a big uh, 
Something eating grin like on his face. Child in a candy store. Quig, by right of his 27, will pick one of those grenades first and hand the other three to his good, good friend, the Besk. Yeah, come Stand by. I have all these somewhere. Just hand them all to us. Oh, I have, I found three of them. The Go means for it. of the explosive ordinance must be seized by the people. You got a frag grenade? Uh, I have a shot grenade. This is just a little, little thump extra I did, but the presentation of the items in the book is really good. So I, I did some printouts and snipped out the actual items as they are presented in the book, so I can hand them out when uh, players loot the room. Handy for the. Uh, Quick grabs the shot grenade and hands the rest off to his good best friend. Do your best not to not to use these. They sell for a hot price. <laughs> Vesk does not hate the idea of money. Vesk also like explosions. This is true. Oh. Any chance that while she's sitting there getting patched up, that uh, she could be glancing at, uh, that Rai could be glancing at the statue making a culture check to try to determine the significance of uh, this? Yes. Go ahead. One of my minors was in culture. 20. Is that a nat 20? No, that's a 12 plus 8. Uh, it it looks kind of uh, kind of reminiscent of certain creatures from old folklore, hmm. uh, but metallic, winged lizards from uh, from ancient times before the gap. Winged lizards. Winged lizards. Hmm. Do they have a name for the category that they were in? I think the technical term is. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Dragon. Oh. I've heard of them. Well, dragons still exist, don't they? I think in Starfinder? Sure. Unclear. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't actually okay. know. But she might be able to get that. That's yeah. It. Okay. I think that that is meant to depict an ancient creature that was called a dragon, I say in the minds of my fellows. It was, um, I don't know a lot about it. I mean, I think it was big and I uh, could fly and maybe had some sort of fearsome abilities, but I don't don't remember. That sounds made up as hell. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news. Well, I mean, real. <laughs> it was it was before the the gap. I I mean, there it was a mythological creature. Well, what's next? Is some sort of a, some sort of warthog, <laughs> or chupa thingy? I think that the most. I told you to stop calling it that. <laughs> it's a puma. It's it's supposed to look like a dragon. Yep. Yeah, those are those are still common. Well, Starfinder. All right. <laughs> I screw, guess. Screw you guys. <laughs> the planet no. of Triaxis has fucking dragons on it all over the place. What kind of I've dragons never, are there? I've dragon never heard can. of such a planet. What <laughs> kind are they? Anyway. It sounds like the... It seems to appear like the well-known yeah. creature that any dumbass would know <laughs> would be a dragon. You're all they're little... everywhere. You pass three of them on the way to this... You're all a little disappointed with yourselves for not immediately going, oh, it's a dragon. Well, uh, my companions, I, I feel considerably better. Uh, thank you, Morgan, uh, for your assistance. Should we proceed to the next room where I can again be horribly injured? <laughs> <laughs> no time like the present. <laughs> nah. And indeed, the uh, the hallway continues. There's a, a series of sliding doors, blast doors that open and uh, let you into the, the next room uh, to the the west and you you step inside and the vesk uh kind of peers around the corner and uh here's a kind of high-pitched goblinoid uh conversation and sees uh atop there's kind of a dais raised area with a kind of makeshift throne made of junk just kind of cobbled together 
uh, one one goblin there with an he's got an eye patch on a like skull cap with some spikes on it and he is I don't know if any of you speak goblin no nope weird uh, he seems to be uh, almost shouting angrily at the the two below him which are at the very base of the steps up to the dais and uh, they they stop and they all just kind of like turn to look at you and they like look at each other and look at you there's kind of a, an awkward moment the vessel literally waves Opa. and they all they all like wave kind of confusedly good day <laughs> and uh, Odazanya literally starts to just walk past and one of the goblins steps out and like holds up both of his hands and says something in goblin mm. mm-hmm. I do not understand this child <laughs> what is going on up there there is small creature is like the um is like the human one that's one but like smaller they're the little uh, green ones, whatever those things are. A goblin? Is that what they are? The, the ones we killed earlier? Yes, one of those. And they're not immediately attacking you? No. I hide. Quick sticks his head around. <laughs> like, sticks his head around the vest, like... Would anyone like to attempt an interact uh, skill check? Sure. I have a plus zero in that. Is that a no? Could that... you... That's a no. Could you point to the square where the goblin who stopped him is? Certainly. Missing where, a goblin? Where did those... Where did those other two go? I think you have them. Yeah, they're, they're, I, think, I thought you got ah, them. There they are. Yeah, I'm within those number of squares. Yeah, I'd like. I mean, if other people want to try it too, I mean, I'm. I mean, Odazanya got a 23. Ooh. So uh, how are you? How are you? Uh, how are you approaching this? Are you? Are you intimidating him? Or are you trying to persuade him to uh, to help? It seems like they've they've constructed. You could kind of surmise this effigy of the dragon to uh, <laughs> appease it. So is the one that is in front of Odazanya like trying to? Um, like stop Odazania from just walking past. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this interaction. Um, well, considering it's Odazania, this has got to be an intimidation check. That is what that is. Seems reasonable. Yeah. So what? Uh, what does Obazaya say or do to Odazania? Uh, simply with the dash code, like flips it over and like puts the back end on the on her other hand, and just looks at it and says, "I will break you." <laughs> and the goblin seems to understand that, uh, and and kind of like looks down at his feet, looks over at the others, and uh, the two scamper up to the, the big one, who seems to be in charge, uh, and they talk amongst each other. It sounds like various squeaking and gibbering, and and uh, they seem to almost pantomime, like one of them kind of pantomimes the Vesk, uh, smashing the dragon, and they, they all do a big nod. Their ears like flop back and forth as they do it, and they, they come back down uh, and they hold out, uh, let's see, one of them, uh, holds out a gun, and, uh, seems to mime, like, ah, you, you take! Odazanya will take, will take this gracious offering, do, like, the, like, when, when she has it, like, do the, like, tip the head, like, the slight bow. Technology check, see what the gun is? I don't necessarily need to, it's a, uh, hand coil with the accurate fusion. Oh! Nice. <laughs> All right, so what is this? Is 1d8 electricity damage with a range of 50 feet. Has no special properties or critical hit. Or no, the critical hit effect is stagger. So the hand, a hand coil is a more powerful version of the arc pistol, able to produce a stronger electrical bolt. It is worth 1,200. What is the? Uh, it's got a fusion though. Does it say on there? Yeah, it said uh, it's the accurate fusion. fusion. It's on the back side. I oh, taped okay. it onto the. Okay. So if you give up your move action before taking the attack action, you get a plus one bonus to your attack roll. 
Yeah. Now I'm going to make a case for the guy who's missed every single attack. <laughs> and the, go the two goblins uh, who are clearly kind of the minion goblins, one of them kind of mimes, pointing, taking aim, and shooting the gun at the other. And uh, the other one is sort of like, like kind of holds his arms out like wings as if as if he were the dragon and then like holds his hands over his chest spins around it falls falls backwards on the ground and then hops back up and you seem to think that this weapon would be particularly effective against said dragon Arizania is doing like the like like hand on the chin like thinking just like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we're rolling off for this bad boy what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> this is not something I would wish to use is, uh, that That's a, a clap for the Goblin Pantomime. That's yeah, very entertaining. <laughs> that would be a plus four I was a to hit with it, and then I could get that to a plus five. One of my minors <laughs> was theater. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think my character would know it exists. I'm not in that room. I don't have line of sight, and I mentioned that I was hiding. <laughs> <laughs> so You're psychic. All, would that be theater? All of the mind? Sure. Hey. That's right. Mind taking. Anyway. Yeah. Odazanya will, will hand off the um, uh, arc pistol, but not in front of the goblins. We'll wait until we leave. That's fair. Get around the corner, and then I'll sling the flamethrower and look at this like, I believe this is more my speed. Hey, you guys continue down. Uh, in the background, the camera still shows, like, the goblins. Uh, they take out, like, a, a live rat and just, like, all descend onto it and just start Vinny, no! chowing down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on the right hand side there's a you you do see a door as you as you pass on your right hand side it uh, does appear to be locked there's a little key card why my my GM friend would that be technology to possibly why, bypass I will allow it that's a 20 there you go uh yeah no you you hack in pretty easily I'm in uh, you <laughs> you, hack in, you take out a keyboard and you type two keyboards. You're typing on both of them at the same time. Hold on, get him a trench coat and sunglasses. He needs it for the stat bonus. That's right. Uh, and you uh, you hack your way in. The door slides up, and inside there is 50 feet of cable line. Ah, two med patches. Oh, oh. A cred stick with 75 credits. And, uh, two healing serums and a spell ampule of lesser removed condition. Uh, nobody has a condition, right? Good, we're good. Not yet. Uh, I actually, don't like uh, that phrasing. Okay. Shunta has a condition. Uh, does she? Not a bad one. I'm not aware. I mean, it might be shaving a couple nope. of years off of uh, the rate, the like magical potion effect. Oh, oh that, yeah, 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 that's a condition. We have several healing thingies now. Who's still hurt? I'm, I'm back up to my full hit points, but um, I will say that um, I would be happy to carry one of the healing serums on behalf of the party. Do it, because I'm out. Uh, how's the vest looking? I'm only missing one HP. That's it. Um, How many serums do you have? Uh, I get one. So I've I've got two. He's got one. We just got two more. I don't need. Any of it. Apparently, they've all been handled to me, so I will take. Uh -huh. Um, I'll take a Distribute healing serum. Loot amongst yourselves. <laughs> I will be happy oh, to. Let me get the cable line. There's your rope. Uh, go ahead and um, just keep both of those just serums. Just enough to hang yourself. Uh, well, I, I construct a fully functional do, crap. Does everyone else still have at least two healing serums? I do. I'm gonna hold on to two of these and one of the med patches because I've got a decent medicine and I could theoretically. Help somebody. Okay. So I'll give the other one to you. That will give you a bonus. I'm going to pass it on because I already actually have three. 
Once again, who would have thought that Vesk would be like the champions of Vesk goblin diplomacy? Really? <laughs> well, they worship a dragon, and you look like one. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you are very strong and scary, and they respond well to that. Yeah. So, armed with my two new guns, I'm ready to watch a Vesk handle this. One <laughs> Granted, one of those is a grappling gun, but uh, actually. Whoa, hold on now. <laughs> Not so fast. Oh, yeah. Did we cover that item right? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta use your words. <laughs> Alright, there we go. On the podcast. No, to Bradley. Is this like, some sort of audible <laughs> format? So, the, the med patch allows you to attempt a single medicine skill check, except you don't need a med kit, and instead of adding your total skill bonus in medicine to the D20 roll, you add 10. Oh, okay. So it negates your skill and the need of a uh, medicine kit. Instead, you will add 10 to your d20 roll. That's how I read it. Okay. So it would be very good for somebody who didn't have a kit. Because it, it doesn't use your skill. This item gives you a plus 10 to uh, the medicine okay. roll. Um, I mean, I guess I'll take it. Correct me if you think I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah it's weird. It's worded just a little bit weird, but I, yeah, you're, you're I don't correct. think we want to spend a lot of time on I think on. you're correct. Okay. You've got three of those? I do. Okay. All right. So continuing down the hallway, it, it ends in a 15-foot high wall. One can kind of see clearly the, the structure that you are in continues past said wall. One could attempt to climb it or overcome it in some other way. What do you do? We have a grappling gun. You do have a grappling gun. And now we have line. You do have I assume having a line to climb up will help with one's athletics checks to climb a wall? Your suspicions are correct. Shall we shoot it? All right, um, this might be a little nebulous, but Quig is going to touch, like, a little patch of metal on his forehead and activate his exocortex. Ooh. And technically I'm supposed to pick a target, and this would give me a plus one, but I'm going to beg the GM to say it'll help me aim a grappler. I'd say yes. I would agree to that. So then I'm going to try to shoot the grappler and give us a little line. That'll be a 22. The DC was 10, so you nailed it. I'm right, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, the the grappler part, sharp point of it pierces into the metal of the wall and flares out and anchors into the wall above and the line, you can, you kind of latch it down onto the floor. There's a spike that you stick in and the rope is now taut and one can climb up much easier. Um, yeah, all right. The athletics check from that goes from 20 to 10. Oh my. I never would have made the 20. <laughs> yeah, I had to roll 16. Who would have um, had to roll 20? What is, it to cl- <laughs> what is it to climb a vest back? I did not major in PE. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a free action. Uh, 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 uh. Opa. <laughs> Opa, I'm going to make a case, my friend, that you should allow me to climb on your back. It'll be an advantageous position. Vest likes this idea. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Odo's Zaya will pick up um, Quig and like pick him up by like the scruff of his neck and literally like pick him up and throw him on the shoulder. Who runs Botatown? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two men enter, one man leaves. Go ahead and make your uh, athletics check to climb up that rope. Oh, 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 oh! That is a twenty-seven. That'll do. <laughs> you, you climb up easily with like one hand somehow. <laughs> Just. Okay. Let go and grab it. Okay. Yeah. 
Very I, I imagine that a, a vest climbing a rope is not a very graceful thing, but it's just a lot of brute force just being able to outpower that. Just like, like everything else the vests do, it's very aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other two. Oh, man. I, I, I definitely let you go first. I give you the motion of, uh, yep. Thank you. Oh, bye. Actually, she starts having visions of, of gym class trying to climb the rope. <laughs> doing very poorly at it. You know, falling over and over again because she's not that kind of Lashenta. Uh, I rolled a seven. Didn't make it up. Um, if I if I take the spike and yank it out of the ground, could you just pull me up? <laughs> <laughs> Can you hold on to the rope? <laughs> I, I could wrap it around my waist. And would you rather wait until Ashby gets up there? I, I, I'm prepared to let him attempt to fail first. So. <laughs> you got this old gimpy get Brutal. Um, Ashby has not had to climb a rope since uh, his injuries, so uh, I've, I've got a negative stare. one to this check. Surely I will shine. Come on, that 13. That is a 17 total. Wow. You make it. As I just used the malfunctioning leg, uh, the, the mechanical one, to kind of kick up the wall. Like, kick up the wall, grabs the rope, and just shimmies his way on up. And uh, the Lashanta pulls the spike out, and the uh, the coil automatically retracts on the the grappler. Uh, Quig, like, pulls the uh, the safety out, and it just spins rapidly and pulls the Lashanta up. She I... kind of, like, rolls a little bit as, as she lets go and sort of tumbles over to the... the Soki's feet. Still a humiliating experience. I shall need to learn how to levitate or fly. Well, I thought it was going to be me for sure. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of like rewind the grappler like, I believe I'm going to enjoy this thing. And uh, laying, laying on the ground, Raya looks over and there are a couple of docking stations for mechanical maintenance droids and stuff. And uh, there is, in fact, a robot plugged in. Oh. At the moment, hmm. interesting. Dibs. It seems, uh, it seems <laughs> as if there are uh, various, various attachments on it. Some of them seem uh, like weapons. I'll point this out to the uh, crew and uh, like to go over and um, would this be a technology check to uh, figure out how one utilizes this thing? Well, it seems to be in standby mode. Mm-hmm. But it does seem to be active. You think you may not. You think you may want to uh, either be stealthy with your approach, or ooh, ooh. or else you might. Ooh. We got in your stealth. Six. Me too. Got ten on tech. Yeah. Want to go together? Uh, you can go. All right. I mean, what's the worst that could happen to me again? <laughs> this combat or this adventure. So if I see them like trying to sneak up to this thing, I, I want to like sneak in the other direction. <laughs> Back towards the back, entrance. Back down the... Not, the not down, foot wall. but like... If, if it's between like getting shot with the death ray and rolling over and falling down that, I, I'm going to fall. Um, tell you what, while Sean's doing that, I'm going to go ahead and use my exocortex and target the droid. Getting ready? Target the robot, just in case. I'll point it to it. But, oh, actually, you know, I'll say in everybody's mind, because it's entirely quiet. Uh, there's a droid over there that appears to have weapons uh, that could be useful to us. I note, though, that the droid is currently active. My, I believe I am going to approach it with stealth and see if I can interact with it in such a manner that it will not immediately attack us. Does anyone object? You might be prepared to 
mm, exercise force upon this creature if, in fact, I fail. Also, the healing potions are in my right hand. <laughs> Back. Okay. Qu- Quig just has his new toy, the other gun, and he's just aiming at the, the bot, just in case. God <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. We're a team you, of natural ones. You, oh. dear listener at home, that is another natural one. So, so Riot goes to to take a step towards the uh, towards the robot, nice and stealthily. Takes one very very careful step, and uh, and trips immediately, <laughs> and her shoulder lands heavily onto the the charging station, and the robot whirs to life. Everybody, roll initiative. And I was worried I wouldn't be needed. Yeah, glad to be of assistance. What I wouldn't give for some sort of reroll mechanic. Just just <laughs> once or twice, anything. Raya? Ten. Ten. Ashby? Fourteen. A respectable fourteen. Quig? Gentleman's eighteen. Aha. Obozaya? Twenty-one. Twenty-one! No. Good lord, you have not gotten, like, <laughs> below a... You haven't gotten below a twenty on an initiative so far, have you? No, I don't think so. You have a feat for no. that? He does. Uh, yeah, rapid response. It gives me a massive bonus to my initiative. You haven't, because I can see the outline of where I've written your name above 20, mm-hmm. like three other times. Oh, good lord. Believe it or not, you go first, Obo. Um, so Ozania is going to move forward uh, once again, getting trying to get in the way between the robot and the poor Lashunta child, obviously. God bless you. I mean, obviously, this must be a child of the Lashunta. They don't. Obviously, there's no way they could be that small throughout their entire lives. <laughs> he was not one of my miners. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, Odozanya is then going to try and make a melee attack with the Doshko against this robot. All right. Now that's what we like to see. That is going to be a 15 to hit. That hits. All right. Ooh, that is 12 points of kinetic damage. Ooh, 12 points of damage. Very nice. Dang. And now my coordinated shot will proc at the end of my turn. So anybody making range attacks will get a plus one to the range attacks against that robot as well. Since I have hit and I am adjacent. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, the robot is next. And you got hit. 19? Well, Dang it. well, you guys tied, actually. Well, you know, last, you didn't roll nat 20 this time, and, and he rolled uh, Well, I got, I got a plus three initiative. Plus four. Yeah, that would be, yeah. So the robot begins to fly off and starts... Uh, flashing a bright red. Oh, uh, oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> and, and a like siren kind of sound. So it moves Excuse uh, 30 feet down the stairs into the the room ahead. Guys, I'm really sorry. It was a nat one. Quig, I'm really what do you do? Sorry. Uh, so Quig is gonna move forward a little bit where he can get a clear shot, and this is still within range of his new hand coil. Now we've probably already screwed the pooch. But he's going to aim and see if we can take it out. All right, that is going to be a nat 17 for a 23. Ooh, well, believe it or not, that hits. Can I part somebody's D8? And yeah. uh, the Observer robot is vulnerable to electricity damage, so it takes 50% extra damage. I was kind of hoping. down. Nat 8 <laughs> on the die, Ooh. so that's 12 damage. Yep. That's got to be enough. Now that's enough. You, you pulse that thing full of electricity. There's like a... You, it zigzags through the air, connects, and you see every part of it just has electricity sparking off of it. Servos and electronic parts on it start sparking. Light bulbs within it start popping, and it it falls to the ground completely. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> like, this is a normal pistol for like most people, but he's got like two handed. He's like, I believe I, I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at it. He's so cute. The little baby gun is so big on the little baby. Right? And that, that flashing red light and alarm sound that it was making dies off and echoes a little bit throughout the chamber ahead of you and back into your the room you were in currently. And then you hear, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> What do you do? Oh, no, have a class. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have a choice. We gotta, we're here to, we're here to kill something, get paid. In case there is some creature that is now waking up or the alarm has gone off, we should move swift. Yeah, I think our, our any surprise we had is gone. And as you descend down the stairs, you hear what sounds like the large flapping of wings, scraping of metal, and a, a very loud roar. So, uh, does everybody descend down into the stairs, into the room? Yes. Oh. Oh. on you ready the shot grenade. I mean, only one wait. person can stand there and take it, if you want. Entirely up to you. I gotta get paid, and that means something needs to get slayed. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> you are a poet, and you are okay at it. So as you, as you step down into the room, uh, the, the short flight of steps leads down to a long chamber, which appears to be a time-worn factory or large workshop that has not been used for that purpose for years, if not centuries. So much junk. Oh. Faded chemical stains and splotches of mold mar the walls, and rusted jantries sag alarmingly from the ceiling overhead. Ancient immobile machines stand crumbling along the walls, and piles of debris litter the floor. On the far side of the chamber, a heap of technological items has been gathered together. Although much of the pile looks like junk, including broken robot bodies, used cybernetics, and other recycled tech, there are some items of value in the collection as well. A suit of armor, a few weapons, and more. Before you can get a closer look, however, a terrible winged creature swoops into view, covered in shining metallic scales. This is no ordinary dragon. The wine of servos inside its body reveal its true nature. This dragon is a robot. Steel Talon has arrived. Dun, dun, dun. I ain't afraid no ghost. Uh, oh God, he's so close. Weird. And everybody can go ahead and roll initiative. Ah, I wanted that for the first attack. Ah. I have rolled not great on initiative. I want to touch your weapon again. <laughs> Go on. You know, the two-hander. That's right. With both hands, you say. Mm-hmm. All right. Raya. Uh, 14. This is not the Raya and the Dragon you can rent on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Morgan. 13. Quig. 23. Ooh. Nat 20. <laughs> and I wish it was at the attack roll. And Obozaya. 25. <laughs> <laughs> Every, well, I ran out of room when I rode in 23. I didn't know you could get higher than 23. Yes, I rolled an 18. That puts me at 25. I'm just going to write here off to the side 25. You've broken my initiative tracker, you crazy <laughs> lizard man, you. Uh, Quig, you rolled pretty well. Obozaya goes first. Oh, my God. You don't have to wait around. I'm sure you don't want to. Not particularly. Uh, how close is it to me? 25 feet away. Uh, well, first I'm going to throw the shot grenade at it before I move into the range of the shot grenade being able to hit me as well. Alright. Interesting. You know what you ought to do then. If you're going to throw a grenade this round, you ought to wait to run up on it until next round so I can give you, what, super overcharge your weapon, do an extra 46 when the time comes. I mean, if that's what you want, I can I do. mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying the option is there, your call. 
or he can run forward, and I'll take it. Okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's 46. You're going to hit, right? Um, you guarantee it? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I will not Never die. die. <laughs> Yeah. Just think of that. Yeah. Also, so. <laughs> you cannot guarantee that. Also, so for a grenade, I'm being this quick, so I just have to be an AC 10. Yes. Essentially, you're targeting the square, and if you beef an AC 10, it's like you missed okay. an immobile target. Oh, okay. I just. Okay, because I was confused, because I, I, I thought I said the plus four versus AC 10, and I, I thought this would have meant, but I wasn't certain. So I have succeeded the DC 10 to hit. Uh-huh. So you don't uh, you don't whiff the actual square you're aiming for, so. And it gets a DC 12 reflex save. Success. Of which it succeeds, so it will take half. However, this is 2d8 electricity damage. Okay. Oh, is this shock too? Raya is noting whether no, there's some extra effect from the electricity. As a matter of fact, Raya, your mm-hmm. hypothesis seems correct. Ah. Excellent. This uh, this creature is in fact also vulnerable to electricity. Excellent. So it takes fifty percent more damage. This is something we should need to test to round here. Round it down. Okay, so that was base fourteen points of electricity damage. Nice roll. It will take half. Was that two D eight? Yes, it does two D eight. Great. Uh, so it'll take half. So it's plus seven. Go ahead and go ahead and add another set of damage die, and fifty percent of that will also occur. Okay. Uh, as the the trigger for the weakness. So you want me to roll another two d eight? Roll another two d eight. It's not half of what he initially rolled. It is half of what he initially rolled. So half of thirteen. Okay. Just because like that gets weird. Like it takes. And technically, I believe that is how vulnerabilities are supposed to work. Hmm. Rules as written is that you you roll more damage dice and have them. So, all right. Solid damage. That grenade rolls. Right under its paw as the dragon steps forward and puts its hand over the grenade, and it detonates, and you see a, a shock of electricity run up its its arm, and it growls and shrieks. Uh, let's see. See, Oda, when it hits, and you see that like shock of lightning, and it, like it growls, Oda's on it, and it does the like, oh, bleed. <laughs> this seems very excited about. Would that. you like to move? Um, no. I will be polite. I know that this wouldn't necessarily make sense for Odazanya entirely, but I'm going to be polite and let Sean get to use his class feature or ability. Seems reasonable. Uh, I mean, it's up to you. I, I could also do it on him if you were wanting to stop from moving forward and attacking other people. But if you want it, I mean, you, you, your choice. I'll put it on sure, whichever of you want to do it. Let, let Brad have that one. I'll go forward just to try and stop it from charging straight at you guys, especially since all of you seem to be pretty range-orientated. Okay. Quig! Quig is up. Alright, uh, Quig, uh, thinking that this is going to be a kind of a tough fight, he goes ahead and activates his exocortex and makes this his target. And that will be my turn. Does that take an action uh, to do it? Yeah, it's a special ability, so I get a plus one with all attacks against this dragon. Okay. So is that, uh, an AI you've, uh, like, constructed and planted in your head? Essentially, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I strapped, like, a, a computer that like, helps me do this kind of like into my spinal column or nice. something, you know. Cybermouse to the rescue. Cybermouse. Can I ask a question? <laughs> you may. So, I, I note that uh, this is a large creature. It's taking up two squares. It is. And um, currently, with rules as written, if the uh, rattling were to uh, shoot from where he's in position, the, the the vest would be in the way. If he were to move a couple of squares over, so we had a direct line to somebody 
who's not blocking it. Would that then negate the... Um, but I mean, I'll move on my next turn. Right, I'm just saying you could get in a position now if you wanted to use save the action. But are it's up to you. Are you going to move up? If you move over, you're still next to me so I can touch you. Yeah, but if, if I move now, I won't be. No, I wasn't suggesting you move now. I was oh. suggesting you move over so you'd have a clear shot. Oh. If, if that's how it oh, works. If like, you move to the okay. south side of the room. I see. Is that how you would, would uh, say I, that that works? I'd say you could hit it without cover from okay. that south side, yeah. Okay. It'll, like, shuffle over 10 feet to try to get a clear shot. That's all I was suggesting. Uh, Raya, it is actually your turn. Ah, I reach out and I touch your gun, and uh, it glows with uh, magical energy, and I say, do not miss. <laughs> and I oh my god, it is vibrating so hard. <laughs> yes, it is. It is very dangerous right now, but should be stable. I don't move. I'm done. All right. Uh, Morgan. Yeah, in times like this, you know, the first thing I like to address is self-preservation. <laughs> I cast... <laughs> I cast um, reflecting armor on oh, myself. Interesting. Okay, so it's it's a personal range. It's a duration of 10 minutes per character level. And essentially, uh, should I take damage from an enemy's melee or ranged attack, I can choose to end the spell at that time. If I do end the spell, I will... Um, reflect some energy arcing through the air to strike back at the creature and it will take a damage equal to the amount that it dealt to me up to a maximum of 10. Uh, it does get a reflex saving throw to half that damage rounded down and the damage type will be the, the same as it dealt to me. It, it is going to mm. take my action but it is a preventative measure to lash back. It's not actually giving me protection. It's it's giving me some... It's more of a revenge armor. Yes. Revenge armor is in effect, and that is my last uh, first level spell slot. Otozania is very proud of this child. That sounds like something Otozania would like to win. Seems good to have. Ah, it is now Steel Talon's turn. Steel Talon being my favorite poison album. Steel Talon! Right. Sounds like a hair metal band. But it's not. You're fighting it, actual dragon. And it rears back off of its hind legs, flaps its wings back, and you see a crackle of electricity no. start to form in its mouth. No. And it lands with a loud thud and a clang as metal on metal. Its claws sink into the metal of the floor, and it breathes its breath weapon in a 30-foot cone. That's That should get... It should just he, get, well, he was 25 feet away, wasn't he? Well, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Uh-huh. So I think it'll get me. It'll get two of you. So go ahead and make a reflex save. Oh, I wish that had been the attack roll. Results? 13. 23. 12 is the DC, so nine points of damage. You take half if you succeeded. Upper, rounding up or down? Rounding down. Okay. That was a nat 18. I wanted that for the god! Shame. And the dragon flaps its wing and flies backwards in retreat. And it goes back to Obozaya. So it has just fallen back from Obozaya. That is correct? Correct. So now, what would Obozaya do? That is that is the excellent question here. WWOD. <laughs> what would Obo do? <laughs> yeah. Um... I don't want to go too far away from my compatriots, but I also don't want to let it just get into a ranged fight. Well, for the glory of Mother Asha, <laughs> um, 
Mother Vescarum. Yeah, Mother Vescarum, as the great protectors once has said. So, um, Odazaya will move forward and back into melee range for this thing and make a melee attack with the Dashko. Uh huh. And roll in that one. Oh. So terribly miss. I was hoping you'd hit. I was hoping so too, because then I'd give you a coordinated shot. Yep. Shame. I. <laughs> Vesk swings the, the Dashko wide and the, the dragon tucks its wings in, ducks down, and then as as the vest swings wide, pushes it aside with its wing, five feet to the right, uh-huh. almost brushing it out of its way. Even better. And it is Quig's turn. So like Quig watches the dragon falls back, and he's like, well, the flamethrower, you'd be safe, but you're not quite far enough away from my new toy. And he's still within 50 feet. Ooh-hoo-hoo. So from where Quig is standing, Let's take this shot. He takes the uh, the aim, the accurate portion of that uh, that accurate hand coil. Yeah. Also, he's my exocortex target, so this is a now plus five attack. Uh-huh. Come on. <sighs> Nat 14, 19. That hit. Yeah. Sean, that was plus 46? Plus 46. Kevin, can nice. I borrow your D8 again, please? <laughs> yeah, D6s. Oh, that's, that's a great start. Eight on the eight. Eight plus 16 points of electrical damage. As I nail him in the chest. Is that including the 50% extra it takes from the vulnerability? It is not. Okay. <laughs> so another another eight. Bam! <laughs> I love this gun! <laughs> oh, you, you catch it right in the chest where the, the plating of its neck meets its torso. And the electricity just courses through and its wings flap almost as if the electrical impulse has triggered its servos. I hit it in the robot meat. Attack! <laughs> Morgan. Nice shot. Thank you. Hell of a shot. <laughs> I did it for my people. Um, I will take a, a step up. And nice shot. Uh, next round's on me. And I grab him by one of his ears, tilt his head back, and I Slinistro. administer... A health potion, <laughs> a healing syrup. So, uh, I think we can all agree it was a surprising heel turn. I mean, my God! <laughs> masterfully played. Nobody was real, expecting that. Real steel talent step. I mean, shoot, didn't didn't see it. Get away we from my known he wasn't a <laughs> Never saw it coming. Curse yeah, your sudden either. but inevitable betrayal. Oh. Nice. That is going to be six points of healing. Now, Aya was only down four. Does that do anything for you? It does not. All right. Well, As thank you. As it is just a uh, consumable item. That was that was lovely. Thank you, my friend. All right. Anything else? Uh, that I think will be my got, turn. You already moved and you did an action. Yep. So uh, I guess it would be the uh, the dragon's turn. So Ow. it's going to start by uh, taking did, a Did you swipe. skip me? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. But you Check. caught on. Yeah, so. so before the dragon's turn, that's the critical Ryan part. Goes now. I use my special boss ability, Skip Player. <laughs> <laughs> it's a but, powerful ability. I call it nearsightedness. Can't read my own initiative tracker. Shame. What a fascinating creature. Des- despite its, its almost clockwork nature, it moves in a very smooth manner. It's, um, you guys, by the way, up front, uh, well, just you, you don't hear this. 
It's within 30 feet, so my telepathy and doesn't extend. Finally, that far. inner peace. That's right. It's quiet. <laughs> Raya, you almost notice it moving back to defend it as a dragon, a flesh and blood dragon would defend a horde of treasure mm-hmm. and jewels. Mm-hmm. It, stepped, it has stepped back to defend this treasure of mechanical and technological mm-hmm. valuables. Mm-hmm. Fascinating behavior. Um, once we have defeated this creature, it will definitely be worth further examination. And I cast Magic Missile at it, which uh-huh. has a range of 100 feet and hits it. And, uh, well, not the greatest. Last time it was 3-3-4. This time we are only at 6 plus 3, so 9 points of force damage. And I think I'm fine where I am. I'm still... Oh, and by the way, in order to do that, I reached into my pocket, and uh, there was a, a gem with a glowing energy inside, which I activated. Very cool. I'm done. All right. Uh, it is now the dragon's turn, and it starts flapping its wings, and as it does, it takes a large swipe at uh, Obozaya. <laughs> uh, let's see, that's a 9 on the die, so does a 21 hit. That will. Uh, max damage, that is going to be uh, 13 points of damage. Well, it, coincidentally enough, my uh, total health I had on the previous round was 13, oh. but then I took, Fun. I took some damage. Funsies! Oh. So the vest gets a claw oh, right to the here face we go. and goes down. Obo, no! <laughs> As the uh, the dragon flaps its wings, raises into the air, and flies off at an incredible speed down the, the north corridor of the room. Kind of slams into the wall as, it, as if it can't fly steady from the electrical damage and the, the condition that it's in from the battle so far. Flies off and... Uh, well, how far can you uh, 50 feet around. <laughs> Not quite far enough. Interesting. And it it keeps flying uh, and exits the uh, the area into an area of space where we can't go. Is that Strangely it? Strangely enough, it's a uh, vacuum. You, you think it has it has flown off. You've scared it off. Uh, it is alive, but quite badly damaged. And uh, you exit. The elevator rises again, and uh, the four of you step out and. You have a choice. You can go back to the Primarch and claim your reward for having driven off the creature. However, the, uh, the, the people that live in the Spike are fearful that the dragon will return, that Steel Talon will, will start uh, laying claim to its territory once again. Well, first we'll enslave the local populace to bring all of our loot up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll need, it'll be multiple trips. There yeah, appears yeah, to be yeah, a big yeah. pile of treasure yeah. there. Uh, there is treasure, actually. There is thin plate armor. Ooh, there's a flame Doshko. Oh. <laughs> a forked pistol. What? A ring of resistance. Ah. Uh, yeah, that spellcaster is a lot. And various cred sticks totaling 800 credits. Ah, uh, yeah. How much does a new identity cost? <laughs> Unclear. Well, take the money like a, and run. Sounds like a series of checks. How far can you run in one round? <laughs> He's got a mechanical leg. Uh, I can do 40. Now, are, are you metaphorically taking your cut and running? Or are you trying to run with all the money? I'll start with my cut. Because if you're going to try to run with our cash, I think that be. seems like a fine. <laughs> your, your cut seems like a fine place to stop. Yeah. You're going to yeah. take it um, in the back. <laughs> I like you. I don't like you I'll that weigh, much. I'll weigh the odds. The vest can probably catch it. That's uh, the most important. Uh, Exocortex. What's your movement speed? Plus one to hit Jake's character. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I take I take my money. 
All right. Give him a rapid res rapid response for a soldier gives the vesk more movement speed than normal. Well, movement ain't my ain't my thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so running isn't going to get me anywhere. And if if I can't slide a hand the stuff, you know, I better just leave it. Regardless, the the story plays out, and we are big damn heroes. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, I, I will tell you that my vote is that we uh, continue to try to find this creature and, and uh, keep these people safe. But also, it's a thinly veiled excuse for me to continue to make observations down below and, and study this area. I see. And what does Morgan want to do? Um, he wished to, to turn in the bounty, sounded like. He, he's got to fight his, his instincts and his tendencies to just take his cut and run because... Character this has been development. a successful endeavor, and it will be more profitable long term. I think if I stick with the group and whatever they want to do, I don't have friends. I don't have. I can't get a day job. Nobody likes me. <laughs> my reputation is trash. You smell funny. This uh, this is my best opportunity to not live in a gutter. So, what, whatever the group wants to do. That's what I'm going to go along with. The party could even split here and, re, you know. See, my background as a bounty hunter, and the number one uh, rule is no body, no bounty. So, clack, clack. There you go. I follow that. And Obozaya. Obozaya wants the head of this beast. Number one for knocking Odazaya off her feet. That is a great dishonor to her family name, so she must reclaim this honor by bringing the head. So it's not only that... Ozania no longer cares simply for the prize money of this. It is simply a matter of family. She must not displease Babushka. So the the party kind of kind of looks around the room, gathers uh gathers what they can, stares down the pitch black corridor, and four lights, uh, one from a flashlight, one from the spark of arcane and technological energies, one from an exocortex firing up, and one from a flame dashko illuminate the hallway and they take their first steps in pursuit of Steel Talon. That is where we conclude Steel Talon's Lair from the Starfinder Beginner Box. Aw, yeah. Huzzah! And you are, in fact, big damn heroes. Ain't we just... Yeah, I don't think that title's gonna stick, but you <laughs> you go ahead and say it like that. Well, the people like you because you scared off the dragon and presumably will kill it. You may or may not find out. That's the uh, the adventure out of the beginner box. So if you wanted to, you could take this box and it gives you all these tools. It gives you monster stats and adventure hooks, including a direct tie-in to the end of the adventure that is written into the, the box to continue your own story and gives you the, you know, again, all the tools you need to brew up your own part two and continue and keep leveling up your characters it has seeds for different adventures rules for all kinds of you know planetary atmospheres and environments and all kinds of stuff like that it has about 40 stat blocks or so for aliens which is about half of what the alien archive has in it so using this book one could one could get a lot of mileage out of it it's got settings it's got tables for loot got a lot of items in it for both magic, technological, armor, weapons, all that kind of stuff. It really gives you what you need to get a good amount of mileage out of it before you want to graduate into the full rule set. That being said, the full rule set is expanded. There is more to the core rule book, uh, more you can do on your turn, more skills. There are two different types of AC, 
Uh, just it's generally it's a it's a little bit of a fuller rule set, something that one can kind of graduate into out of getting the hang of the beginner box rule set. Add some extra spice. Hundred percent. Definitely add some depth. Add uh, you know more options for your character to take. Uh, there's another class that's not included in the box set, the Solarian, which is one of my favorites. More importantly, Starship Combat. Starship Combat is mm-hmm. a lot of fun. One. Definitely. Ethan, what all comes with this box? Like, if I were going to run it for some friends of mine who who don't really play, who've never played Starfinder. So, like I mentioned, it comes with these, uh, these tokens you can use for the monsters. It comes with little bases for them. It comes with two rule books. Uh, it comes with this map that we've been using that, of course, you know, you at home listening can't see, but it's a very well-made map. Dual-sided, one side has a map for the dungeon included in the rule set, and the other side is blank, so you can draw whatever you want on it. Uh, it's got a set of dice. Essentially, it's got everything you need. It's got the pre-gen characters. It's got five or six blank character sheets if you want to make your own character. Uh, it, it's really comprehensive. It, the rules for making those characters as well yes uh it's even got one thing that i think is really interesting it's got a solo adventure that a person can use to like familiarize yourself with the rules almost like a little choose your own adventure thing that really gives you the fundamentals of here's how i roll an attack here's what a saving throw is and all those little rules things and terminologies you'd need to be I, I feel that like if a group is wanting to check out Starfinder and they're not like familiar with it, this is the perfect product to buy. Like for a group looking to get into it, this has everything in its toolbox needed to get your group off and running. It really does. And there's like enough there that it goes beyond just the intro adventure. Like you can carry that on for a couple levels. Now there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve when you graduate into the full rules where, you know, you'll have to recalculate your skill points. And you'll have to figure out your your EAC versus KAC. Some but, rules changes. But there, honestly, but. like that's just like expanding. Like there's right. there, you're getting to get more fun things, more fun abilities. Exactly. You know, like it, it's opening up to. It's a really good way to get your feet wet without overwhelming you mm-hmm. with a lot of options. Though there are great options. Yeah. It's it's not confusing. It's pretty clear cut. I actually really enjoyed playing the mechanic. Like that had some fun yeah. things. If I didn't roll like ass, it'd been a lot better. But <laughs> yeah, pulled it pulled it around at the end. Yeah, the pregens all have some fun stuff to really set them aside and kind of highlight really good elements of the class. It, that's one thing I've really liked to uh, notice when we were playing is that none of the classes felt too similar. Like, yeah, it, there wasn't ever a time where you're like, dang, this kind of just this one class kind of feels like the other one, but slightly different. Like, for example, the difference between. Uh, uh, the Lashunta and the Vesk here. Astronomical, but also then <laughs> yeah. even the difference between the Vesk and the Yoski, also just huge. Like, yeah. none of the characters really played, like, each other in any way. You know, nobody stepped on each other's toes. Everybody had cool, <laughs> different abilities. And I, I think that's always been a strength of, of Starfinder. Um, what's nice about this, um, you know, you can get it off Pfizer.com for, like, thirty nine ninety nine. However, the PDF, if you're, you know, if you don't necessarily need all, like, uh, the maps and whatnot, it's only, like, Ten bucks. It's ten dollars, and it gets you the whole the whole thing. I mean, every every piece included is available as a PDF you can print out. Does that yeah. include the uh, like the the standees and uh, the maps yes. and yeah. so forth? Yeah, it does. Pretty, wow, that's you a good could, deal. You could print them out. You could put them on little, uh, little <laughs> wing clip holders and <laughs> just put them on the table. You... The advertising material that comes in the box 
is available in the PDF. It is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, even the, uh, thorough. Yeah, even the list of, like, here are the books that you can buy if you want to take the next step are included. Um, Starfinder, great game. Uh, I know several people at this table have played a lot. Um, we loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I can't recommend this game highly enough to people who are looking for a fun space adventure that has a lot of depth to it. This is the perfect jumping off point. Great system. You know, uh, Aleko, again, uh, what a fun adventure. I mean, that was genuinely a fun intro adventure. And, um, you know, I played a lot of adventure adventures for first-level characters over the years. And, and that was great. I mean, that genuinely was, was terrific. Uh, I might mention that um, Starfinder is itself, once you, if you, you know, this is wonderful stuff. If you decide to graduate as a result of, of uh, playing this, you'll also, again, find the, the full Starfinder campaign very rewarding. I've had the opportunity to play through a full campaign led by one of my fellow uh, mm-hmm. players here today. And also, bear in mind, too, there's an organ uh, organized play mm-hmm. uh, to support it, too. There's a whole Starfinder society for Starfinder um, that has a lot of fun adventures and neat plot points and, and, and continuing content uh, that they're putting out. So there's a lot of there's a lot of this universe that you can get into if you like it. Mystic Class is by far the best. I know my roles <laughs> don't really support my claim, and I downplayed a little bit of it, but it's super strong. It's got the most flavor. You will not ever be bored with it. Just trust me. <laughs> One stranger to another, play a Mystic. And if you guys have enjoyed this, uh, this and other Paizo podcast content can be found at theadventuresvault.com or on all major platforms. We'd love for you to check out the, the various things we've got coming up. That's right. Well, close the door on the vault for now, but uh, stay tuned for the next adventure. Thanks for listening to The Adventurous Vault. Be sure to visit theadventurousvault.com for more episodes and campaign information. Music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. If you like what you hear, give The Adventurous Vault a shout-out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you don't like what you hear, visit The Adventurous Vault Discord server and let the cast know directly just what you think of them. And while you're there, listen to the exclusive content to see if it's just as bad. The Adventurous Vault is produced by Night Owl Workshop, LLC. Now go quick, listen to more before I hunt you down.